Because if you have a lot of stuff going into your mind, you're not focusing on what you're doing. No. You're not focusing on running. You're not focusing on your set. Then everything that's going on, then you're not doing it properly, right? Yeah. Bad. Good. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast, where we reveal true stories of health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, success, and most importantly, failure. My name is John Meningas, and on this podcast, we hope to learn, get motivated, experiment, have fun, and be inspired. Hey guys, so for today's episode, I've got a fellow friend of mine, a fellow co-worker of mine. His name is Andrew D'Souza, and we talk about a lot of things. Obviously, it's you know sport and health and exercise-focused. But we talk about his soccer background, we talk about running and how he's picked up running since uh, we've kind of closed up for COVID, and also talked about one more important thing, uh, something that I experimented with. Uh, I kind of got off the bandwagon for the last little bit, but I've also been slacking in the food department. But we both talked about going plant-based and eating plant-based, specifically vegetarian, and you know, the common myth out there is that you can't get enough protein, uh, we're eating too much carbs, and that there's, you know, there's no way that you can meet your protein needs by going plant-based, and in our discussion, you know, we're not two perfect guys, but I think we can debunk that myth, so uh, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll see you later. Uh, it's been like ginger and like lemon and tea. Yeah. My mom and dad drink that all the time. You see turmeric is also part of it too? No, I didn't see that. Turmeric is also part really? of it too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Lemon, ginger, tea. Um, have you heard vitamin C? I've heard vitamin A lot of vitamin C, C. Yeah, yeah. vitamin D. Exactly, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Stuff like like to get to get rid of colds and stuff, right? Yeah. I um, God damn it. Like even even when I get a flu or something, I I don't really like antibiotics, mm-hmm. so I try to fight it myself. Yep. Try to sweat it out. Um, try to get back into my regular routine. But how many times have you actually? If you think of it, how many times have you actually really had the flu? Yeah, I know it's been like, like it's, it's legitimately yeah, like the full flu. Flu, I haven't had it, but yeah. like something like a cold where you get a fever and stuff. I don't know if that's considered a flu. So it's, I don't think it is because I think the flu is like, and I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I think the flu is obviously the fever, the yeah. weakness and the soreness, the yeah. muscle soreness yeah, yeah, yeah. and like just everything coming down. Whereas mm-hmm. I think if you have a fever, I think a fever is not quite the flu. Like there's yeah. a separation between the two, but they have similar symptoms. They're similar symptoms, right. Yeah. So the, the whole flu kind of everything together, I don't think I've ever had that in yeah. a while actually. But other than that, the last time I've gotten sick was probably last year. But like, and one thing I noticed when I was, I stopped playing soccer, I think it was last year, but the whole time I was playing soccer at such a high level, I would not, I, issue. I would not get sick at all. Of course. It, it was weird. I think it's because of that. I'm, I, I keep, well, your immune system is going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that is what I'm, I noticed when I stopped kind of playing or stopped being competitive. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about that, man, okay. because, uh, yeah, the immune system definitely has a play to, in, a, in a role of our health. Yeah. But the more that you like tap into it and the more that you actually test it, like it's more responsive. Yeah. Um, but I too was like in a similar situation with you where like I played competitive ball for a long time. Yeah. I took like a year or two years off, yeah. maybe even three years off. 
and dude not only did i like my immune health get like significantly worse yeah. but also gained like 30 pounds yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty bad oh man i, I gained a lot of <laughs> i'm not even joking you man i have like so when i was like, competing i think i was like in between 160 170 okay now i'm hitting like 200 but we can talk about that but yeah. is that kind of what you want or is that uh, not what you no, want? My, my ideal is 180, 190. Okay. And then that's my kind of healthy kind of um, weight. Okay. So I want to go down a little bit. Um, but yeah, like after like me being so um, competitive and playing at such a high level, I kind of like, even when I was playing in, I, I kind of watched what I ate, ate and stuff like that. Yeah. And to make sure I was eating this, the right diet and everything like that. And after I stopped playing and I, I graduated from York and everything, I just like kind of let myself go. And I was like, I'm so, I'm gonna eat all this junk food, all like, one thing I gave up for the, for three years when I was playing was chocolate. Mm. And I went ham. <laughs> Are you just regular chocolate or like dark? Uh, white chocolate, man. White chocolate? Yeah. Oh man, that's like yeah, not that's even chocolate, that's one. like sugar. Yeah, that's the that's worst That's just like one. pure sugar. Exactly. Sugar with a little bit of cocoa. <laughs> no, the worst one. <laughs> Uh, so welcome I haven't officially welcomed you to the podcast but welcome to the podcast thank you for having me uh, I'm gonna super butcher your name I've worked with you for two and a half yeah. almost three years yeah. um, I obviously know the spelling of your last name but I don't think I've ever pronounced your name so okay. uh, welcome to the podcast Andrew D'Souza yep. is that okay yeah, you got it is there an E or is it it's literally just There's D no, apostrophe, D apostrophe yeah, so you okay. got it. a lot of people put the E for some reason <laughs> I didn't put the E. I know we've had other staff before that had the E. So I know you're D apostrophe. D-apostrophe, I just didn't yeah. know if I'm supposed to say D, like no, D-Souza? No, it's, it's, it's the same thing. D-Souza. Okay. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, a lot of my teammates when I was playing called me Souza or Suze. Souza or Suze. Yeah, okay. that's my nickname. So uh, I don't know if... We kind of had time at the store, but we haven't had like a lot of time at the store because yeah. you're on... We're just on separate days. Yeah. But I think as you kind of get... And you have, you probably kind of notice this a bit, but as I get comfortable with some of the staff, yeah. I end up giving you guys just like a weird nickname after all. Yeah, you do. So yeah, at, at some point, yeah. I'm going to have to come up with one for you, but yeah. I think it's going to be like Susan or something like that. Yeah. No, but you call me Drew. You always call me Drew. D-R-E-U. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't call you the other word. Oh, I didn't, oh okay. I thought yeah. you said Drew for a second. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Drew, you call me Drew. Even when you text me, you're calling, you call me Drew. Yeah, yeah I call you Drew. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah. simple thing for Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Some people also call me Drew as well, so I'm okay with that. D-R-E-U. Yeah, Drew. D- D- okay, yeah, yeah. D-R-E-W, yeah. Uh, Andy is, I don't like Andy. Andy? Yeah, I don't like that nickname. And whenever I hear Andy, I think of um, Toy Story. Oh, okay. That's all I think of. I, I think, think of Toy Story. Office, so that's why. Who, which one's Andy? I don't know. Actually, I don't want to watch The Office. It's Ed Helms. Okay. Is that the guy with the glasses? Uh, no, he doesn't have glasses. He's... Um, or is he the guy that's always smiling? Uh, you know, the, uh, have you watched the Hangover? The Hangover? Yeah. It's one of those guys. Uh, well, he wears glasses in that movie. He's a doctor. Dentist, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That guy's yeah. in the in the office? Yeah, exactly. That's where he started his whole acting career. I, you know what? So I haven't watched an episode of The Office. Yeah. I, I think I would love the, the series, but it's yeah. too slow for me to it like is, it, get into. First, so I tell a lot of people... And I'm, I'm a big The Office fanatic. Like, okay. I go to, when pre-COVID, I used to go, like, downtown with my cousin to uh, these trivia nights for The Office, basically. Trivia nights for yeah. The Office? Yeah. So wow. I, I, I used to, like, go there. But anyways, um, I used to tell people, like, the first couple of seasons, or even the first season is very dry. 
Okay. Go. You have to get into the second or third season. That is when it's like. Isn't there like twenty two seasons or something? No, no, no. There's nine seasons. Like, really? Yeah. Because I think they went on Netflix, and I I looked into like the the episode list. Yeah. yeah. And I was pretty sure I saw like north of fourteen seasons. Really? I no. thought I could be wrong. I, it might have been the. Uh, so they have two different offices. They have the American one, and then they have the British one. But is the British one with Steve Carroll? No. Car- no okay. No. The so the US legit one, one. Yeah. The US one is uh, with Steve Carroll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I would totally love it. My only issue is, like, personally, I just can't get into series when they're slow. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend hates me, but I cannot watch Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, that's slow. I can't, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. It's too yeah. slow to start. Yeah. But there are some episodes that are, like, really good. Yeah, I just yeah. I can't get into it's it. It's hard, yeah. Uh, those ones are, like, where you, like, have it in the background and you kind of listen to it. Yeah, like in the kitchen, cooking exactly. a little bit, and you got it in the background. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I've obviously got you on the podcast. Yeah. Not necessarily for The Office. <laughs> uh, but for other things, uh, on the podcast, um, obviously, we talk about, like, health, fitness, recovery, yeah. exercise, nutrition, like, all of those things encompassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known you only for like less than three years and I think you embody a lot of those things and obviously you're in your own very specific way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to kick it off, give the listeners like some of the things that, you know, people wouldn't know about you, who you are, what you are, like things that you like, things you don't like. Right. If you like uh, walks on a, on a sunset, like oh, okay. anything that you like, man. All right. Uh, well, you know, I play soccer. Well, I, now I, I don't play as much, but... Just mostly coach, I think. Uh, yeah, right? mostly coaching right now. I play for fun here and there, but now I coach. I have a U eight and U nine boys team. Nice. But uh, both in yeah. Mississauga. Uh, it's Dixie Soccer Club. So Dixie, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So that soccer club. Um, before that, I uh, I played for Vaughn Vaughn Soccer Club and also York University. Um, before that, I played for. Uh, before I came into York, I played for Team Ontario. For a couple of years, and um, I also was part of a Tor- the Toronto FC Academy. Nice. When I was 16. Um, so yeah, like I I don't know if you know what position I play. Uh, of course. Go- a goalkeeper. But yeah. I started off as a center defender actually. Okay. And then when I went into rep, I was the tallest player on my team. So I just got <laughs> at what age? U10. Uh, okay. And I just got through uh, thrown into net. Of course. Um, I did well my first game, and then the guy who was the head coach, he's like, he was a goalkeeper coach as well, so he's like, I'm going to make you a goalkeeper. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I'm not going to argue. I'm on, I, I have a chance to make a rep team. Might as well go with it. So yeah. that's where I started. Uh, my first club was Mississauga Soccer Club. Uh, moved on to Aaron Mills, North, Miss, North Mississauga Soccer Club, and then ended up on Team Ontario, Toronto, as I said. Nice. Um, so... I've been playing pretty at a high level. I think the highest level would be at either at York or even League One, Ontario. Yep. It's a semi-professional league. It's not professional. It's just under. Yep. I, I, I've seen uh, Colleen's. Colleen's, yeah. yeah. So she probably told you the same thing. So she told me the, the female version to it. I don't know if it's exactly the same way as a male version, but like once... Once you reach that highest level of com- competition, mm-hmm. there's basically a larger pool of players that mm-hmm. need need play. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So basically, there's that's the before um, this was League One Ontario before. So we have this uh, Canadian Premier League before the yeah. Canadian Premier Premier League. That's a professional league. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the players played in League One. Um, a lot of the players that you see in the Canadian Premier League, I used to play with um, alongside and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's the basically the highest level I played at. Um, I think the biggest, the highest level I've ever played at 
personally was with Team Ontario. Um, when I was 18 years old, I represented Ontario, which was called the uh, Canada Games. Nice. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like a, I've heard of it. It's like I've a mini Olympics, basically, for uh, different provinces. So each province nice. brings their team, whatever, or like dip, uh, individual sports and anything like that. Was it hosted in Ontario, or was uh, it hosted? It was hosted actually in Sherbrooke, uh, okay. Quebec. So cool. that was when I was 18. That was a pretty cool. That's probably my best experience out of all soccer experiences. You meet different athletes. You see uh, different sports. You cheer on Team Ontario, basically. Um, it's like a mini Olympics, basically. Exactly. It's a Canada mini Olympics. Exactly. Nice. Um, unfortunately, team uh, like soccer, we finished third, so we got bronze medal in that. Nice. Um, That's still good, man. Yeah. That's still, still good. good, considering there's uh, did all thirteen show or all twelve uh, so show? All ten provinces. All ten provinces. Yeah. Okay. I think some of the territories, like they had people, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just individual sports. Like it was hard to like. Yeah, to put a full soccer team together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we ended up like Ontario in general won like the basically the Canada the games. games. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty cool. There's like closing, there's opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies, and it felt like a mini Olympics basically. Nice. So nice. that was probably the highlight of my whole soccer. Team. Did you travel with like all the athletes, or did you guys as a soccer team more or less take care of each other? So they had, we all had a meeting point. Um, I forgot where exactly, somewhere in Toronto. But in, oh, in Toronto, okay. Yeah. So before we actually had the to go to Sherbrooke, three months before we had kind of like our own our own kind of uh, mini camp. So yeah. it was hosted in UFT downtown. Cool. So we stayed in the residence, kind of, they went through the paces of what the Canada Games is, what are you going to do, there's going to be... Where you're going to stay, exactly. how you're going to eat. Exactly, yeah. all that stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool. We got to meet with other uh, other athletes and stuff like that. We got to train, everything like that. Nice. And then when we were leaving, I believe, we like my team was on, was on one bus, but there was like different athletes from different sports that were also on that same bus. Yeah. We went there, uh, traveled by bus. And then yeah, so the whole week event. Did they do that every year, or did that no, is that like oh, every three, four years? Four years actually. Every four years. So I went in twenty thirteen. Um, Dude, that must have been an experience. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was insane. There was a lot of athletes. There was a lot of people you kind of met with. Um, one thing that I have that's a souvenir to it, uh, in addition to my medal, was so with the team Ontario, they would give like these little like pendants, like kind of like to stick onto your thing. Okay. So we were, we got like a bunch, like we got 20 or 40 of them and then we'd, we'd have to trade with the other provinces. So we'd have like their pen, like kind of. Okay. So it says like Team Ontario 2013 Sherbrooke uh, Canada Games basically. Okay. So that was a pretty cool experience as well. Uh, but it was just pretty cool to see like different people and different athletes and just seeing how they play and stuff. Cause like we watched women's um, uh, volleyball, men's basketball. Nice. Pretty awesome. So was that for the age group or was that more just like on Canada as a whole? So did they do like a U eighteen and that's think, like your group and division? Yeah, I think for us it was U eighteen. Some of them was U twenty one, some of them is U twenty. Got it. Because some some sports, the weight like eighteen for soccer is when you kinda wanna push and go pro. Yeah. Uh, twenty one I think for some of the sports is is when you want to go pro or twenty two is is basically. So there was some it was very it was very it was a bit of a mix. Yeah. But it was mostly eighteen to twenty one year olds. Dude, that experience sounds like it could have been like either really good 
Or it could have also been like a bit of a shit show. Yeah, yeah. I bet you have a ton of stories. Yeah, I do. <laughs> one cool story? Uh, one cool story and so, one bad story. So they have, so there's a village, an Ontario yeah. village, and then there's like a main part of it. Um, you mean in Quebec? So they made it Ontario? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So cool. like, like, yeah, in Quebec, sorry. They had an Ontario village where we're staying and everything yeah. like that. They have shuttles going back every whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was our last day, and we have a curfew, obviously. And we, some of us, like... Well, which was, like, what? 9, 10? Uh, that day was 10. <laughs> Usually on game days, it was, like, 8, 7 or oh, 8. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. because they want us to sleep, make sure we're in sure. sleeping and stuff like that. You guys never slept, even if you went into your room at 8 o'clock exactly. anyways. <laughs> exactly. It was just, like, we'd do whatever in the room, like, yeah, yeah. pull around and stuff like that. Especially when we were 18. Of course. 18, 17. Without so. your parents and yeah. a bunch of athletes just out there. Yeah. So, it was a cool experience. Anyways, yeah. So, we didn't meet curfew. And our coaches came back into the uh, came back into the main part to try to look for us, and we saw them. And we're like they're like, you guys know it's past curfew. And then we were trying to make the argument that like it was the last our our last game was today. Like tomorrow we're leaving. We're trying to like just enjoy like, yourselves. Exactly. Like they didn't get mad, but they were like they they had to follow the direction of t- of like Ontario, like these team Ontario yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So that was like uh like a pretty cool memory to 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 remember. Yeah. Bad memory? Uh, no. None? No, no, no. It's all pretty yeah, good? All, all positive? It's all pretty cool. Nice. Um, thinking about back to when it was, like, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience. I can imagine, man. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had actually done something like that um, and played that, like, high competitive. Yeah. The highest I ever played was this uh, basketball league. We ended up going to, like, Philadelphia. Yeah. And... Uh, this was when you were oh man I was like 14 or 13 years old Um, and I think I kind of had like a similar upbringing in soccer that you did Yeah. so why did again you went from defense to goalie why did they put you there because I was the tallest on the team so I was the tallest kid at like 14 years old and like yeah you can play center (laughs) I was like what I've never played center my entire life like and I hate to say it it was also a Filipino basketball league Yeah, yeah, yeah so if you know Filipino people, they're yeah. just generally short people. people yeah. But I was like the tallest, maybe because I was like super fed on like McDonald's. And I was like this like big kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, all I remember was playing center. Mm-hmm. And you have like those kind of like fun road stories with like your teammates yeah, and like yeah, those yeah. late nights in a exactly. hotel room yeah. where like it's just like four kids in one room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Could be disaster, man. Yeah. That's one thing I miss about the whole like team sports kind of going out. Environment, right? Yeah. Well, so... Uh, you obviously played soccer. Uh, I know I kind of cut you off. Is yeah. there anything else you want to like kind of tell the listeners about yourself? Um, not much. I, <laughs> I stopped playing competitively. I think in twenty eighteen. Cool. Um, after that, I started a new job at an insurance company. Way to sound excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds it's like. I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm trying to feel thankful because like. I still have a job even through yes. this like like this tough time. This yeah, yeah. That. For sure. So. Then I kind of moved, like, I played soccer, so, like, competitively so, so much in my life. I know it's, like, like 10 or 12 years, but it feels like a, a long time. Yeah. And it takes a, a toll on your body, takes a toll on your mind, everything, right? So, after 2018, like, I kind of, like, said, okay, kind of done. I want to focus on something else. So, that's when I moved into coaching a little bit. Um, I kind of took a break there just to kind of, like, just do me, like, relax, 
and yeah. do things that I w- wouldn't be able to do, like go out, stuff like that, Yeah. while I was playing uh, soccer. But in my spare time nowadays, I just uh, I work out. I'm more of like a running workout person cool. rather than a weightlifting person. I think that's built into you, though, because yeah. obviously you've played soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just like, I use running as also like a, a stress reliever yep. mechanism. I agree. Totally so agree, man. It just makes me like just rethink about the day. I, so I used to like doing morning runs, but now I like doing an after work run. Okay. Just to like rethink my day and all that stuff, and just take everything. Just let it go. Yeah, exactly. Just take uh, let everything go for a day to reset for the next day. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I keep I try to run at least three four times a week. Um, other than that, I have a full time job, work at national on Saturdays, and then I coach. Uh, <laughs> Uh, two, three times a week. Nice. Depending on what's going on. So I, I want to, there's so many angles I can go into okay. of, of what you just said. Okay. Uh, the first thing is you played competitive team sports for a very long time. Yep. Um, the second thing that you mentioned about that was that it does take a toll on you mentally. Yeah. So I know you've now taken a break. Yeah. Do you feel as if you're kind of ready to jump back into it if it becomes an option? Playing competitively? Or just playing like back into that team environment. I know you said you miss it. I do miss it. I miss the experience, but comparatively, I wouldn't jump back into it. Um, now I'll, pro- I'll probably get a sense of that with when I'm training my team now. Yeah. Uh, before this, I used to coach, but I used to be house league and develop developmental, so like just kids come in and out. Yeah. This year is my first year where I have my team, like a specific a full team, team, a full team basically. Yeah. So I I want to get back into that, being a coach now. Okay. Uh, rather than a player, cool. and I think I'll enjoy the same same parts of it. Cool. And just a different kind of limelight. I think everyone finds um, it, it's unfortunate, but I think when you're maybe in Canada, maybe it's a it's a local thing. But when you've played like a competitive sport in a team environment for so long, there's going to be a burnout phase. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone really understands what it means to burn out in yeah. sports. Yeah. But when you burn out in sports, that means you like tr- just like a light switch, you turn it on yeah. and you turn it right back off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, was did you notice, like, I know you're, in retrospect now, you're looking back at it, because you turned it off, like, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, anything you regret? Honestly, no. Good. Because That's good, man. Once I turned it off, I had, like, a, I was able to relax my mind and also my body. Yeah. Um, so, that was a good thing. Um, just the history of also me playing, I dislocated my shoulder three mm-hmm. times on my right. Well, you're a goalie. I would expect it at least. Once on my left, dislocated my this finger three times, this finger right. twice. Pinky, pinky. Yeah, I think this finger once and this finger twice. Do you have like the? I have like a battle scar to show my uh, my ring finger. No, I don't. I don't. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. Oh, that's after, good. After the first two times with these pinkies, I just pop it back in there. I don't do I don't do well with dislocations yeah, or like yeah. fractures or yeah. tears. No, man, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah, it was tough. So that's also why I kind of took a break because I I found there's like a physical aspect of taking a toll on my shoulders and everything like that, and there's a risk of because dislocations are not like torn muscles or broken legs. They but they could be worse. They could. Exactly. They could be. You just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know, right? But dislocations are prone to happen to keep happening yeah so that was a risk that i would go keep like dislocating right yeah and since i did my right shoulder three times i was like okay maybe it's time to take (laughs) just a bit uh a break from that yeah Yeah. um i think that mental break is something that people don't really think about when they're playing team sports so it's really fun to get out there and play team sports all the time but i don't know if 
and you played it competitively so it's yeah. almost even worse because everything that you do is like focused to like the summer of soccer perhaps yeah so like it's not just whatever april to october yeah it's, it's like all your off-season training it's everything that you do if you're not in school you're like thinking about what you need to do to get yeah. ready for soccer yeah. so it's bad for york york university our season our season starts in august and ends in november okay uh, our summer season when i play with vaughn starts in april and ends sorry march and ends it ends in september-ish but once people go from league one to their universities it's usually in august so okay. like, there's like they try to finish it exactly there's like an overlap so even though we don't have an off season, our off season is basically December, January, and February. But even then, you're still thinking about like making sure your cardio is up to par. Exactly. You're still running. Exactly. You're still in like sh- soccer shape. Yeah. So you're still very much focused in that. Yeah. There's no break. There's no break. Yeah. There's no break. Then there's two different things. There's like you being in shape, but also you being in game shape. Yeah. And yeah. it's a ma- major, major difference. Like you can you can be in tip top shape before season but you're not in game shape the yeah. game is like it's so different because it just depends on the game because things come at you quickly that interval it's like I do interval training but it's nothing compared to what games do to of course and of course. it's like there's a lot of uh, yeah like it's two different kind of fitnesses in my in my opinion yeah and I think the, the difference between people that are doing like gyms and workouts very casually mm-hmm. and athletes doing sport related workouts they're yeah. two different animals yeah, yeah, yeah they're definitely two different animals but you talked about now running in your current life yeah you enjoy running yeah uh, so talk a little bit more about like your current workouts obviously you're not playing like soccer but you're doing it for like your own personal health mm-hmm. yeah I do it just um, but also yeah for my health just to try to keep uh, the healthy part of me still intact but also using it as like a stress reliever as I said um, but yeah I when I started working out pre COVID no just when COVID started I, used to, I just did run running uh, now I uh, introduced more of like weightlifting, so legs, back, and arms. I never, I never do shoulder workouts. <laughs> just scared of it? Yeah, I'm just scared. But yeah. also my t- my shoulders get really tired. Um, they're getting, they get a little bit fatigued. Okay. Um, but as that's a, a knock knock on me because I never used to do like you know those like shoulder exercises. Like the bands. Yeah, the bands and stuff like yeah. that. I never used. Or just to. like mobilize it first before you're doing the actual yeah, workout. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't usually <laughs> do that stuff. But like, yeah. Um, I think as a soccer player though, you're kind of immune to that because a lot of your training, if I'm not correct, is I'm not a soccer player, but a lot of your training is lower half. Yeah, it is lower half. Be- um, when I was with York and even Team Ontario. It was not mo- like off season was more building. Um, okay. During the season was more um, trying to get the word for it. Maybe conditioning. Not conditioning, but injury prevention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, for sure. Um, we would do a lot of hamstring stuff. A little more mobility. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Just making sure that we can stretch that hamstring because a lot of soccer injuries are either hamstring, groin, or calf. Yeah. Um, so we try. We do a lot more of those like exercises where it's like injury prevention, while off season is more like weightlifting, going out and everything like that. Developing your strength at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So when it's uh, in season, yeah, they do a lot of like injury prevention stuff, which is when I look back at it, I, I used to hate it because I'm like, I'm not getting strengthened. Like, there's no that. purpose of this. Exactly. But then yeah. now looking back at it, I'm like, hmm. 
should have done that a little bit more. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, 25. 25. So I hate to say it, but as you get older, yeah, you're going to want to go back to more and more of those things. Exactly. I, I think I have to do it going back now. <laughs> I actually have to stretch before I run and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, I'm going to pull something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I kind of missed my body when I was like uh, when I had a high metabolism. Yeah. One twenty, and I didn't. I can. I didn't have to stretch. You're just able to go run and go yeah. onto the field. Exactly. Yeah. But now I have to kind of stretch and take care of my body a little bit more. So do you feel as if there was a point in your? I'm not going to say aging because you're still very young. Yeah, yeah. But do you feel as if there was a point where you went from being like invincible to like the old man? I think my last year of university. <laughs> last year? Yeah. Um, it, it was not a big, uh, big, uh, a big leap. Yeah. It was a more, it was just gradual. Does that lead into your chocolate addiction that you were talking about? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, no, but like, so in soccer and especially in university, we play back to back games like mm. Saturday, Sunday, or even Friday, Sunday. Um, and were you guys on like full clock, full duty, more or less? So like full, full 90? Yeah. Both Saturday, Sunday, most players? Yeah, most players. If uh, if you were in the squad and you're uh, like a, play, a good player, you, you went back to back 90s. Um, as a goalkeeper, I'm, I'm expected to do back to back 90s um, because um, we don't run much. Yeah, yeah, it's a little less taxing yeah, than uh, but, a forward. Uh, but like I was saying, like the last year, I think it was. Um, I would do either back-to-back games or Friday Sunday games, and the second game was was tough. On uh, I was feeling a little bit fatigued. Hmm. Just only in the last year. Yeah, in my last year, I'm just playing in general. Yeah. So I think I felt it a little bit more compared to the year before, a couple of years before. I used to play like two, three games a week. Now it's like when I do back to backs or like Fridays or two games in three uh, three days. I felt it a little bit more. Yeah. So that's when I kind of did my stretches after games. I made sure everything was stretched so I can, the next day I can get in back. Get going. Exactly. So now uh, you're working out again, obviously, these days. Um, do you find, are there specific things that you have to do beforehand now that you have to do in order to kind of get going? And like, what are those things that I you... I think it's the quad stretch mostly and my, and my uh, hamstrings. Okay. Those are the two I do before. That's the only two that my calves are all right. It's just those two are are the ones quads and hands. Yeah, are a little bit more tighter compared to um, other other muscles. Cool. Um, so those ones I do before, even after as well, um, just so I can do the next day or the next day after that. Yeah. So have you noticed any differences in like your performance during those workouts if you do it or if you don't do it, or is bit. it more or less the same? A little bit. Um, it's I can go a little bit longer running. I do mostly running, but I can. I can do a little bit more running compared to if I didn't stretch or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I see a little bit, a bit of, of a difference once you stretch a bit and also, um, I also, before pre-COVID, I also joined like a rec volleyball team. Cool. Um, so like how much more pre-COVID, like we're talking like February or like even so before I that? I started with this, it was with the co-worker team. So I started with them 2019. So I think it was summer 2019. I played with them. You're talking about insurance co-worker? Yeah. Or, insurance, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Insurance co-worker. Yeah. I played with I was like, no, hey, no. What, where's my invite, man? <laughs> no, no. no, it was, uh, yeah, insurance co-worker. Cool. Um, I, so I was actually excited about that because I used to play volleyball in high school. I made a team there. 
Um, and I was, I really liked volleyball. Volleyball's fun, man. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very fun. Um, and it uses like a lot of, of, of your body parts and also like it's a lot of reaction and I'm a goalkeeper. I do a lot of reaction stuff. Dive. Your hand eye would probably be exactly. unreal with it. Yeah. And Although your shoulder strength, yeah. I don't know, man. No, honestly, like it, it held up for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't do spikes a lot. <laughs> I do a lot of, I, I, I'm good at getting a lot of like gets from spikes. Okay. So the gets I would understand. Yeah. The gets I would understand. Yeah. So that's when I, when I uh, stopped soccer, I kind of get, went into volleyball, a new sport. And I actually had a lot of fun, man. There was no pressure. There was like, it's obviously rap, but like, and I, it was very like, cause like it was a different sport and I was still playing very well compared to like soccer, let's say, but it, it was fun for me and it gave me a kind of refresher. So coming back before I played, like was playing a game, I stretched my shoulders a lot. Of course. Because the extension of it or whatever, like doing that, one bad like spike or something I was like gonna say it'll pop out yeah uh, overhand or underhand serve uh, guy I'm underhand I'm like <laughs> overhand yeah it'll be very taxation on my shoulders um but yeah that was a major difference yeah. to being able to play or even do workouts to stretch yeah cool yeah so I know we walk into we all got smashed in March and unfortunately COVID hit us you know gyms closed down yeah a lot of teams shut down operations, like it all shut down basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you fare during COVID for like workouts, exercises? I know running is obviously pretty simple. You mm-hmm. grab your shoes and head outside. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, what did you do during like COVID times to like keep yourself more or less in the game? Um, so in the beginning of COVID, like the first month, I thought the world was ending. So, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going, uh, this is my chance to just like eat like a pig. So, oh man. So I for just, the whole first month? Yeah, the whole first month. So I was like, you know what? I'm trying to get used to it, right? Even like working from home five days a week, it was a hard, because I, I worked from home even prior to COVID. Okay. Like once a, uh, a, a day, uh, a week, sorry. Um, but now I had to go five days from home and it was a little bit tough because the human interaction was very minimal. It's only my family, but I would go into the office, like talk to my coworkers. Yeah, you had like a routine to get up and move. Exactly, exactly, right? And get up in the morning even earlier than to like drive into work and everything like that. Um, so it was, it was very like taxation on, on, on my mental health, kind of. So yeah. my first month I was like, okay, let me just relax. Let's see what happens. Then I was like to myself, oh my gosh, I'm getting fat, man. So I was like, you know what? okay, let's get this going. So that is when I, after the first month, that's when I, st- I didn't go straight into weights. I just went straight running, okay. running, running, running. So I went like four or five times a week that time. And I was very slow. So I used to do only 3K and my time was like three, six minutes and 30, six minutes and 30 minutes. Sorry, six, sorry, six minutes and 30 seconds per six minutes. Okay, per kilometer. We'll give about 20 minutes yeah. for uh, 3K. Yeah, exactly. A, a little under, of course. Yeah, so that was, in my eyes, very bad because my average is 5 minutes and 30 seconds per... 5 minutes Yeah. 30 seconds per K. Per K. Okay. And I, I used to do 5K. Okay. Um, so that's where I started, and then I kind of ended now. Not ended, but like now I'm at the, uh, around the 525 mark. Okay. So I kind of... You got back to yeah, your exactly. regular stage. Regular stage, yeah, in the, la- in the last five months, basically. Cool. So I was like everyone else where I was like COVID, <laughs> like COVID fat or whatever. I, I don't know what I, how they call it. I don't know what the term was, but yeah. I had my first week with that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My first week. Um, so our store closed on this on the Friday. Yeah. Um, for me, it was kind of weird because I was also kind of working from home, not like yeah. 
people would normally work from home from yeah. nine to five. Yeah. But I was always in the communication loop and I always had to keep in touch with you guys because yeah. you guys didn't know what was happening either. Yeah. So like, it was such a weird time, but I think for that first week, everyone just let go. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what my advice was that first week though, but I think that first week, it was like heavy on takeout food. Oh yeah? Yeah, because I didn't mess with, um, I normally didn't mess with like, going to restaurants or getting takeout or like like I generally will do grocery shopping I'll like get legitimate groceries cook a meal and like I'll be fine mm-hmm. but that week I was like okay so do I really want to go to grocery stores right yeah, now yeah. I'm just going to order some food like, just get some Mickey's yeah, get some yeah. like uh, exactly. get a Mr. Sub or something exactly yeah yeah so it got pretty rough for everybody and I yeah, think the first yeah. little bit I think a lot of people were like okay <laughs> let me just we have it uh, this technology and everything like that to like order in and stuff like that might as well use it right yeah i remember a couple of times i'd order in lunch as well uh but mostly i, I like coming back to the chocolates i, I just i, I just that was a thing store and I just that was a gem my, yeah was it just like straight up white or is it like the the white hershey, cookies and cream hershey cookies and cream that's my guy that's my sister's gem <laughs> that's my sister's gem it's like the those I don't know, those rectangular squares? Yeah, oh, man, she would just smash yeah, those that's, two. That's like, that's like crack <laughs> to me. But yeah. Nice. Um, so I want to talk about running. Okay. So I know a lot of runners. Is there anything specific that you do, um, whether it be like shoes or like even just a ritual that you have when you run? Or do you just like literally lace it up, get a couple stretches and go? Um... Not, I don't know. I never, I never even classified you as much of a runner, but I guess yeah. now that I, yeah, I, I enjoy running a lot, a, a lot, um, compared to just working out, yeah, um, especially just running near a creek or like one thing I used to like to, to do was like running near lakes where I'd drive. Oh, I loved it, man. And I just like, I loved looking, it, looking over the uh, the water and just running. Did you start anywhere by the way when you went to Lakeshore? Like, were you at like Woodbine Beach all the way one way and you went to like the west side or like how, no. how did you uh no i usually did uh lakeshore like port credit lakeshore oh, okay okay around that around that uh, area so i would try to do like 1k one way and then 1k back and then 1k the other way so i'd start on here ontario and lakeshore okay uh, there's like a park there I'd, I'd run one way that uh run 1k that way 1k back 1k the other way 1k back dude some of those houses on lakeshore are yeah. fucking crazy yeah it's insane yeah <laughs> absolutely crazy it's like it's like the developing like especially if you go out like out Oakville, Oakville and oh Huntington. yeah oh man yeah. there was this one time I was going to Niagara Falls but the QW were like packed okay so me and my cousins we took Lakeshore and we're like holy <laughs> it is like it's crazy out there yeah. yeah it's crazy my uh my girlfriend's family they have a house it's like Lakeshore this is definitely getting edited out. Yeah. But it's uh, Lakeshore and um, <laughs> it's in Oakville, but it's not very far from uh, this little weird town. But there is, okay. they're right beside this big ass mansion that basically bought three lots. Yeah. He built his house on two lots and the uh, third lot is his backyard. Wow. It's, That's it's, insane. it's disgusting. Wow. But if you drive up and down Lakeshore there, it's, mm-hmm. it's unreal. It's yeah. so, it's, so nice. Yeah, it is really nice. It's, it's crazy. Like, I can just drive there and imagine that I would live there. <laughs> yeah, so um, we kind of went off tangent. Um, shoes, do you look at anything specific? Do you buy uh, anything specific? Are you... I used to, like, before National, you uh, you probably know, I used to work at Sportcheck. Um, yeah. I used to be into Nikes. Uh, Nike Freeze was my oh, shoe. Man. Yeah. 
And then, did you run a lot in those Nike freeze? Yeah. Oh, okay. But like that was then. But you're also young. Yeah, that was when I was young. But okay. now I moved into Under Armour. I really like the sole of the Under Armour and the heel. Okay. Um, it really helps. What do you have? Like the hovers or something? What do you have? Uh, no, just the bandits. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty not pretty. Uh, you're not super techy. Yeah, exactly. I just bought a old pair of A6 uh, Cumulus 870s, I think. Nice. I want to try those out just to see the difference. Yeah. And uh, and running, I haven't tried them out, but I want to see how that. But yeah, Under Armour is my is my shoe that I use to uh, to run. Um, I usually have so I have a playlist that I uh, I listen nice. to while running. That's actually my game pregame uh, uh, playlist where I used to listen to before uh, before my games. So cool. I use the same ones, same one, and yeah, that's usually it. Dude, um, do your songs have like 400 plays on it now? Like, what's yeah, the what's the deal? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think it's around 500 and something. Jesus. Yeah, so I I play that a like for my games and also for for working at ball. Yeah, for running at ball. Nice. Yeah. So do you? Um, I know you is 5k the number you yeah. just try to hit 5k yeah and you just so, try to make sure you hit your timing intervals on the case yeah basically um and obviously it starts off faster than normal yeah um but yeah like I, I try to aim for 5k obviously when i'm not in rhythm working wise working out wise i try to hit 3k then once i'm into that rhythm week by week i'll keep on doing 5k cool Try to get better at uh, at, at timing. Yeah, time. have you ever changed distances, pace? Like, have you ever like played around so with those things? I played around with it um, when I was 21, 22. I did a lot of interval training. Yeah, that's what soccer basically is. Yeah. Um. So I do one k of like like running, 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 like a thirty second to a minute break, and then go running, running, running again. Yeah. Because um. Yeah, like soccer is like is like basically endurance. endurance. Yeah, endurance. Right. Building up in a lot of endurance. Exactly. Because you're running, you're sprinting one time, one way, then you're relaxing for like x amount of time. So, um, I really like interval training a lot. Um, I don't like the prolonged training. Um, but I'll do prolonged training when it's like running, basically. Yeah. So I'm at a, at a pace. Have you incorporated interval training since uh, uh, yes. leaving soccer? Yes, I have. Do you like bring it into like your your fold for like two weeks, three weeks, yes, four? Like how exactly. how how long do you that bring it? That is in? when I'm trying to build up my endurance once more, a little bit more. So when after COVID and that that whole month, that's when I did my interval training. Yeah. Where I went hard, 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 and then I kind of had a break and then went hard, hard, hard. So I like I like doing those types. Of like so, I did one k, then stop. For a bit, take a break, and then one k again. Stop and continuous. I think some people just don't know what the benefits of interval training really are. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't really know exactly what it's all about, like it's a really really great way to like if you want to increase your metabolism and like boost yeah. your heart rate. Yeah. Like that's the quickest way to get it up. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like training your body to like adapt to this hard stressor of like mm-hmm. running really hard. Mm-hmm but also trying to bring your heart right back down so that you can get back to that yeah, next level. Up. Yeah. So what I've learned, but also what I've been taught from like different trainers or fitness people that we've gone like, like either is from York or like Team Ontario or something like that was like, you want, you don't want to have a consistent training schedule because then your muscles will be, um, they re- they know what what's that but if you change yep. up your workouts or you change up what you're doing yep then it's like un it's not recognizable environment and it fights your muscles basically fight 
for a different kind of stimulus uh, and they have to try to adapt to it exactly yeah yeah so i kind of like that concept because it's the same concept of life where like you don't want to be too comfortable and doing the same thing same thing you always want to kind of change up what you're doing in life or like what and it can be anything right you don't want to be stuck in that same thing because if you if you are then you you can't ad- adapt to change. While yeah. if you if you incorporate changes in your life, you can adapt to changes a yeah. lot better. Basically, I think it's adapting to the change, but it's also like we have to be realistic. We still need to learn. Mm-hmm. Like it's a learning process, not just a, for us mentally, but it's yeah. also for us to learn physically. Yeah. yeah. So if you really want to make an improvement, um, it's going to happen with either significant change trying something new yeah it's not going to be from like the standard workout that you'd go to the gym at and do like i don't know if you were like one of those cardio bunnies and you just ran on the treadmill for 15 minutes and thought like each and every day you were making an improvement yeah you're you're not like you need to like push like get past that comfortable spot and like go harder go faster go longer exactly so after the month of covid like where i went like whatever and then after that month i went a month of running and then i got kind of i'm like okay let me try to do something different i have weights at home but then i also bought some like some bands and all uh, stuff nice. like that did you buy the the pro gym yeah nice yeah. nice so um i bought that and i started doing some home workouts some home stuff um i looked online for some different stuff and it's kind of uh good to get back into like a gym mentality kind of so the last time i've actually gone into the gym like a gym gym i was just always with client fitness but nice. i think the last time was uh late no mid of 2019 have you still gone have you gone back nope i i quit my membership after that because i was like wow i was like i didn't um i was not using as much as i'd like to okay and i i i I like running more than actually doing like like i was saying yeah so i kind of bought weights myself so i was like let me just have like a home gym where i'm actually doing some stuff but i'm mostly focusing on my endurance part of uh i'm surprised man because i figured as an athlete yourself man i figured you just need like the the environment to kind of like get you going too right yeah it's kind of like when you show up to a soccer field you know like the game's about to get going yeah, yeah, yeah so that was when i was playing but like now i'm like i like being in my own kind of your own comfort exactly your own convenience yeah my own kind of yeah convenience and doing what i want yeah. do you foresee yourself going back to a gym anytime soon or do you think you have what you need I think which I is fine which is perfectly I have, fine I have what I need um, I know my so that whole concept of like the environment and um, having someone like people around you and like, yeah. pushing yourself like that was good when I was like younger but like I've kind of trained <laughs> to be like okay I don't need someone else to kind of push me yo it's kind myself. of fun sometimes when you go to the gym yeah, and there's people around you know yeah, it is it is but at the same time like I that was good when I was younger. Now I've, I'm a little bit more older and I don't need someone else pushing me. I can push myself yeah, yeah. to do what I want. Like, like I've seen significant, like this whole COVID time, I've seen significant improvement of, in my running, in my workouts, everything like that, because I pushed myself. Yeah. Um, if it was, let's say if I was 21, 22, then I'll be missing the gym. Yeah. And yeah. Whole, like, the social aspect to exactly, it too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we talk about pushing yourself. Let's talk about some of those things that you did during COVID with some of the maybe not minimal equipment that you had, but like for what you had, mm-hmm. what are some things that you did that like really push yourself and like what were the benefits that you got out of each of those things that you okay, so pushed? When I first started, I would, do, I would do 3K and I would try to push myself every time I would run to try to 
better increase the timing yeah exactly that yeah. and then when i was started doing like weightlifting stuff i would every two weeks or three i would add a rep to every um okay every um step, every set. Basically, set basically to just increase that muscle endurance because like band work is not as 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 much as as good as weights and let's say but it's it's there right like if you increase your your reps and everything like that i think uh, you would see a, an improvement as well yeah um i fucking love band work man by the way yeah i think it's probably like the safest thing your body can do oh yeah but not actually just like safe and comfortable mm-hmm. but it's safe and just as taxing as any dumbbell any plate any yeah. barbell you can get yeah it is and it also what it, it promotes is um your muscle elasticity yeah 100 percent. just like just shows you what your limits are basically and it 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 helps with injury prevention. It in does. My opinion. It totally does. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a good tool to have. Um, one thing I like is um, where it's like a glute. Have you ever done a glute bridge? Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I really like those. Yeah. Um, it it helps with muscle strengthening, but also helps with injury prevention as well. For sure. Yeah. Do you did you do any of that glute strengthening or hamstring or I don't want to call it core. Because mm-hmm. uh, the fancy name for core is abs. Yeah. But core is not abs. Core is ass, glutes, yeah. hamstring, quads. Yeah, like it's the whole, it's a whole, it's a whole middle section. section. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did you do anything of those sorts during soccer times? Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. We did a lot. That's where I learned most of the Got exercises. Um, they would drill that a lot on us mm-hmm. um, before and after training just so that um, helps, like we said, like we said, like helps muscle, uh, sorry, injury prevention, but also it takes your muscles like to an extent when you and once you go into that training or soccer environment your muscle knows they're prepared yeah exactly yeah like i got, I got that out of colleen because uh she kind of jokes about it i don't know if you listen to her whole podcast yeah, but she was like there's there's two benefits one of it is like the soccer performance benefit yeah and obviously it's like you're on your legs all the time you need that strength you need that like power and you need that explosion yeah um so that's like the first benefit but the second benefit was I hate to say it but it's like the booty benefit you know yeah, like that's exactly. like what the girls want exactly but the first benefit I think is the most important yeah. um, so have you noticed a difference in your running as you've kind of like re-engaged your hips yeah. and your, yeah, your glutes yeah, yeah. as well yeah so I didn't start that um, stretching or that uh, those those band that band work when I was started to run after COVID yeah and it was a little I bit afterwards I feel so tired or I'd feel like and the next day, my leg, my ligaments would hurt hurt the most. Not even my muscle, my ligaments for yeah. some reason. But then I started incorporating a lot of like um, band work and all those exercises, and even like um, uh, leg workouts and stuff like that. Um, then I saw a difference in just movement, but also flexibility as well. Yeah. In uh, in what I can do. Were there any resources that you used during COVID that were like? tips and tricks that you learned during COVID times or was this all like kind of like previous training for I think it's soccer more, uh, previous training stuff that I just picked up from just trainers that would train us cool and um, yeah there's not much I would try to look online specifically not stretching wise but um, um, just workouts with the band I think one thing that I, I one stretch I learned was when your knee is like so it's like a hip flexor stretch yep. but your back leg 
is is like your knees like in that in that groove. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, and you're like kind of doing almost like a quad stretch, exactly. so you're pulling up your foot. Yeah. yeah. That one I've never. It's really good for your lower yeah, back. Uh, that's what I've, I, I saw online. It's supposed to be good for your lower back, but also your quad and also your whatever you, else you're stretching. Yeah. So I've tried to do that a couple of times. It's tough, but it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Like that's supposed to help your lower back because I was having some lower back issues as well when I first started running. I thought post COVID or like even before that when you started uh, running. Post COVID. Post COVID. Because I would be, or, be working from home. Yeah. All the time, so yeah. I think that's the major factor. Um, but yeah, I would have lower back issues, so I I was researching online stuff, to, uh, some stretches that would help, and that one popped up that uh, I never knew about. So we kind of talked about running is there anything else workout wise before i dig into the other side because there's another side to this i definitely want to jump into Uh, but is there anything else workout wise that you think you've done that you would love to share like over the last couple months obviously post covid i know we're still in covid but like post covid like not just post covid but like post um soccer soccer yeah like i know my i've known to like stretch a little bit more rather than not stretching so i think that's the main major difference yeah stretching it, it helps a lot um actually like i, I kind of want to take up yoga too dude it, it helps a do lot. whatever you can and get in there if you yeah. can yeah. uh i know it's like really tough and like restricted nowadays yeah, yeah. but if you can endure hot yoga get in there yeah. dude i i did get hot yoga once after um my whole soccer thing and it was tough like, yeah it was it's and not I was, easy. And I, it was my, it was not my first time, but I was like, I was wearing like shorts, but also like, like uh, compression, shorts? compression, sh- uh, uh, capris, like Under Armour stuff. And I was like, it was all tight, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. <laughs> it was like, but it was like, it felt good, right? Like you only did it once. I only did it once. Where'd you go? Um, it was somewhere in Oakville. I went with a friend. She wanted to take me to show me because she's also like, she's a fitness kind of person but she does a lot of yoga stuff and she she's and when she would talk to me about it i would like not believe her and then you got there and it kicks yeah, your ass and they kicked my ass like she <laughs> was killing it and taking and she only does yoga like she does walks and stuff like that but she's in terrific shape of course but she does yoga only yeah the the benefits of a sauna first off is like yeah. unreal yeah. but then the benefits of a sauna plus yoga. a workout yeah, oh it's, man it's different it's a different it's totally unreal yeah my uh, my cousins introduced me to it. They brought me out to um, I think it was like at the time it's called Moksha Yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a, it was like a chain basically. I think they've since changed their name, but um, probably some of the best workouts I've gotten. My cardiovascular system at that point was like at its peak. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, I did notice like we talked about like your just general health when you're like working out. Yeah. My general health when I was going to hot yoga regularly was like through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Like not even a sniffle, not even like a sore throat. Yeah, like just yeah. good to go. This is good here. It's it's good for the lungs too, right? Yeah. Just everything. Just basically sweating out all those toxins exactly. is so good for exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, maybe when this whole COVID thing's done, maybe <laughs> I can get into it. I wouldn't mind just getting a membership and doing that because I've seen like what it can do to you. It can kicks. Like you can be the fittest person ever and not do yoga. Oh, dude, it'll humble you. Yeah, it'll kick your, it'll kick your butt. It'll humble you. Yeah. Um. So we talked about uh, recovery. I want to talk about like recovery methods. So, you said that you wished you had stretched more before, and you're kind of like incorporating that now. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Does that look like ten minutes stretching after your run, fifteen, yeah. twenty? Or yeah. Are you stretching so, it out? Towards the end of my my week. So I do stretch afterwards. So it's like a ten minute 
stretch and then a five minute uh, rollout. Okay. Um, but then towards the end of my week, when I'm done all my workouts, so this is a, this is a Friday. I don't work out Saturday or Sunday, so the Friday, I do what I call um, I forgot what it's called. It's where you like release all your lactic acid. Mm-hmm. So it's basically it's just like a small a, sh- a short jog. Okay. It, so I was taught this when I was playing soccer. So we would do this. So we'd have a Saturday Sunday game, and then Monday we would do a slow jog around the field for five times. Okay. And it's supposed to uh, release all your lactic acid. Okay. So that's uh, any any lactic acid that's built up from all from from the, the previous games exactly, or the previous stressors exactly that can ha- that can be stuck in there to like pull muscles or anything like that. Yeah. So if you do a slow jog and you just let everything out, it should release all the lactic acid. Yeah. So I do that every Friday and a slow jog um, to try to that's probably. Uh, part of my recovery towards the end of the week nice. but usually after workouts I do a 10 minute stretch and then like a 5 or 10 minute rollout and the rollout is mostly on my back and uh, the hamstrings yeah that's the most favorite so you're, that little run that you do that's your end of Friday and then come Monday morning or whenever you plan a workout if it's like after work on Monday yeah like do you feel refreshed do you feel I feel ready to go cool. I feel uh once I started incorporating that that stretch and that that little short jog on Monday, I yeah. feel a little bit uh, ready to go to do whatever I need to. I think that running like lactic acid trick is definitely a trick that we use also in baseball. Yeah. So um, I used to pitch. I took a year off for baseball. I think we talked about this when uh, we were at the store a couple yeah, times, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I took the year off for baseball. But an old common myth that we would always have is like if you threw 60 70 pitches or you pitched a lot you're supposed to run the field like twice okay and it's the same idea it's not you're, you're not getting your heart rate up to like it's max but you're just trying to like run it out yeah let the sweat come through let the uh lactic acid like you said kind of just like shake off shake off everything. but also that movement of just like of rotating things. your shoulders yeah. allows everything to just kind of like flow yeah. better exactly yeah because you're you're focusing on one kind of part of your body right yeah so that incorporates everything yeah uh, so any specific like rolls that you do? Do you have like a specific roller? Do you have like one of these uh, kind of short guys? I have one of those ones. Um, I also have like Go Fit Ball. Nice. The that, big orange, the big uh, uh, green one. Yeah, the green one. Yeah. I don't know the, the, the one that we got for three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that one. That one I use specific. So I use that. I, think roller. I have that one here somewhere. I don't know where it is, but yeah. So that roller I use for my hamstrings and sometimes my quads. The the ball I use for my back because there are specific areas in my back that I want to pinpoint, mm-hmm. which the roller can't really pinpoint. Yeah. Um, so I use that for my back. Sometimes if my shoulders are hurting me, I use that for my sh- the, the ball for my shoulders just so it pinpoints uh, different areas. But yeah, that's it's just a common roller that I use. Do you ever mess around with a lacrosse ball? No. Oh man, yeah, you need to upgrade. I, it's a I, cheaper I, I, upgrade. I, I've tried it before. It's the rubbery one, right? Yeah, yeah, I got one like right here. Yeah, it's like just that hard Indian rubber ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't think. I think I've tried it before and I didn't like it. <laughs> too aggressive. Yeah, it's too aggressive. Yeah. For my, I think, I think for that one, I probably, I'd probably use it for my like caps if my caps were like a little bit sore. But other than that, that ball that for the go fit ball, the like, big one, it, it does, it does a trick for me. If you use that um, little ball, so I have one on that little golfing pad over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you use that. Um, it's really good for your calves yeah. because you can actually really target and pinpoint target, those yeah, small yeah. areas. Even if you use a golf ball, it's like perfect yeah, too. Yeah, I've heard of golf ball as well. Um, as well. But what's really good is if you use it on the large muscle groups, mm-hmm. it's actually even better to pick out like those little miniature mi- muscles in those large groups that'll yeah. like 
that'll just piss you off yeah so like if you wanted to like i, I have this problem in my like right quad basically yeah. so um whenever i'm laying down on that lacrosse ball mm-hmm. it looks weird because you're like at the gym and you're like laying down on yeah, a lacrosse yeah, yeah. ball and like no one knows what you're doing, what you're doing? Yeah, cause it's but you're just like <laughs> you're just like rolling down on top of the yeah, ground yeah, and it looks yeah. like you want to say kind of humping the ground yeah, to be exactly. honest yeah yeah but yeah. it's so good for you man so yeah. I think I get that lacrosse ball. Too. Yeah, maybe I should try that it's, and endure the pain. Um, I I do also go for some. I do a massage every every two months. Nice. And I also do uh, a Cairo uh, at least three or four times just to. So I you get so, the adjustment. Yeah, an adjustment. Nice. So my right start. My I think my right hip is a little bit. Mm, uh, it's a little bit tilted to the high so I have to do an adjustment just because um, I feel sometimes even also I'm running to like one way yeah and that's when I know I have to go in to get an adjustment yeah um, but also I feel I, you can actually feel it in your back kind of and you're a, you're a old shoe guy that used to work at the store do you ever notice like the tread on your shoes like if they wear out one one foot or the other yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've noticed yeah. that a couple of times too and that's why I kind of now nowadays now I go for uh, adjustments from her back. Nice. So, are you religious on like going for chiropractic adjustments, or? Uh, I wasn't. I okay. would mostly go for massage, and then I my my therapist said that that it'd be beneficial to me because it it, it looks like she's a massage therapist, but she, it looks like your hip is more is higher than the other. Yeah. Basically, and you need to get that adjustment just so everything's aligned. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel a difference every time I go. Cool. Do you ever go to physiotherapist or is it just massage and uh, chiro? Massage, chiro. If I go physio, it's something. Uh, it would be an injury. Mostly it was it was uh, shoulders, but other than that, uh, I had a foot injury one time. But planters? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know what it was, but it, okay. was, it was just my arch. It was just hurting me, and then yeah, kind of went numb. Yeah, kind of went numb. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I've been pretty. Pretty lucky. Yeah, pretty lucky. So, have you sustained any uh, other than the, the dislocated shoulders mm-hmm. and the fingers? The fingers make sense, and the yeah. shoulder makes sense playing yeah. soccer and goalie. Yeah. Any other injuries that you've like really encountered that you need to like maintain? No. That's good, man. Not really. It's really good. Um, no broken leg or anything like that. Knock on wood. Ligaments, tendons. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, nothing like that. That's good, man. Um, That's good. Yeah, nothing else like that. Like I don't pull easily. If I do, uh, I try to take care of it there and then. And I, I know my limits. So, um, yeah, everything else is just the dislocations. Um, That's good. One thing um, that my um, doctor said is, so I had an MRI for my right shoulder because I, I was going for a sur- So I did surgery actually on my oh, right did shoulder. You? Um, but then it, 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 dis- it dislocated again. <laughs> Anyways, so once he went in to see the MRI, he said that I have very laxic ligaments. So mm. basically it means it's very loose. loose. Very and it's, it's ligaments, right? You can't really... It's hard to tighten them up. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm prone to dislocations. Yeah. You can definitely try to strengthen it up too, man. Oh, yes. You can. <laughs> definitely can. Um, that's the longest way for me. <laughs> Especially with the band work, man. The band work is actually going to be probably its best for it's your best, shoulders yeah, too. Because yeah. number one, it's like the lowest impact. It's not like you're loading your shoulders up with like a 30-pound dumbbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, you're eccentric movement so even if you did something like a lat pull down or like a, even a lat raise mm-hmm. like just even just hold that raise there for a second that's probably the most amount of work that you can do for your lats yeah. thing honestly my, my shoulder like it's like look i have like full range of okay i was i was afraid i don't know you can get everything everything is fine it's just so all of my dislocations has not been strengthened dislocation it's been on impact it's 
not even impact, just awkward landing. Like yeah, yeah. One one of them was like I fell and I, my elbow like that uh, popped out like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, cause like I've I've gone through tackles where I went like both shoulders in and I was fine. Yeah. So the sh- like the impact where where both of my shoulders are like that or like out like this it's fine it's just awkward landing or out yeah. awkward like kind of thing and it, and it pops out this one i dislocated i dove into the ground my hand got stuck and oh. my shoulder popped out and the weird part about that one that one was the longest out that was out for like a good hour because so it was <laughs> stuck so it's <laughs> hard not, not for that's the, cool that's cool man so it's the ball so, uh, socket ball socket yeah. yeah so a lot of dislocations are out here or out there and then the, the physiotherapist can all they have to do is like do like this and it sucks back in okay this last one it got stuck in here it got jammed it got jammed oh so man she tried to like kind of but it was jammed so i have to get sedated <laughs> go to the hospital get sedated and he basically had to pull my sh- my, my shoulder out yeah. and it get sucked in. But he had to put me asleep for that one. I'm going to fucking lose my dinner, man. Sorry. Man. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't deal with that shit, man. Yeah, it's, it was it was tough. Yeah. But, like, thinking about it, like, back to, like, my injuries, like, I remember, I, I remember being, like, dislocated or, like, in that moment. But I don't, I can't recall the pain. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I like, totally get it a lot of adrenaline's pumping into you and stuff like that but I'm trying to remember the exact like these pains like when you hurt something or anything like that you remember but I remember the moment but I don't remember the pain level yeah no I get you you know what I mean I get you I partially tore my ACL on my left knee yeah yeah and uh, I remember I remember sitting in the wheelchair that they kind of like wheeled me out of yeah I remember going to the hospital it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was in like the emergency room with my mom like I remember all of those things but I don't remember the pain yeah I don't remember what it was like like I have no idea what it was like yeah the only thing I actually do remember was going to physio Mm -hmm. and him trying to bend my knee and I was like no no you cannot bend my knee right now (laughs) that's all I remember right now did you end up letting him bend bend your knee yeah like it's it's part of like building the mobilization and getting rid of all that scar tissue so I obviously got it to bend yeah but uh yeah, I, I've been through some really spotty physio and a lot of weird physiotherapists yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you did. You listen to my Mike podcast with no, my physio? No, I think I listened to a little bit, like the beginning of it, and it was like, um, I, 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 now I forgot what uh, what the topic was. So, but overall, there's a lot of really shitty therapists out there. Yes. Okay, I remember you guys talking about this. <sighs> And I was I was kind of relating to it because it's really hit or miss with physiotherapists. Yeah. Oh, it's not even just physiotherapists. I think that's a hit and miss with all massage therapists. Therapists, yeah. Exactly. All chiropractors. Yeah. Like it's a really hit and miss with everybody. It is because if they're busy in like a busy clinic, it look it's just like wham bam. But if they, if you have like one, so there's this one in in Maple. Okay, um, where are you going? Kick. Yeah, kick. <laughs> so I. Uh, I don't want to shit on the business right now. <laughs> so okay, go on. Okay. I know exactly. So, so I, I who'd you have, Julian? Uh, no, I know the owner. Carlo? Oh, okay, Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Carlo was uh, he actually worked with Mike before. What's what's his name, Mike? Uh... Dayudo. I don't know if I know him. But he, Mike, never really used to work with soccer. Okay. That's why he never went there. Okay, so Carlo, he was a physiotherapist for Toronto FC Academy. That's nice. I know him. Nice. Uh, he went. He did some of my therapy for. Uh, for my shoulder and stuff like that. He did it. There's another guy named Paul. I don't think he's there anymore. Paul Gallo. Paul Gallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall guy? Tall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, long story short, 
Um, it, it probably wasn't him, but I actually saw Paul Gallo for like five or six months. Yeah. I don't want to say he's a shitty feels a therapist. Yeah. He did what he definitely had to do for me. Yeah. I'm sorry if this gets out. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't think he works at, uh, at. He's not there anymore. No. No. But yeah, um, I used to go there as well. Uh, I thought they were okay. Like, did you always live in Mississauga then? Me, yeah. So you always traveled this way. And I know like it was probably just normal for you, but you always came out this way to go to kick? Uh, at that time, yeah, because they were affiliated with Toronto FC Academy. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's where I, I would have to come here for my physiotherapist sessions and, and things like that. And it's it's free, right? So I, Yeah, well, you my, might as well just take yeah, it. I'll just take it and, and get myself back to where it was. Did you go to the one on Keel or did you go to the yeah, one in Keel, Woodbridge? Keel in... Um, What's McNaughton? Yeah. yeah. Or Major Mac. Sorry, Major Mac. I think it's in between. Major, Major Mac and Keel. Yeah. And Major Mac and Keel and Keel and McNaughton. Yeah, yeah. It's in between. Yeah, yeah. It's like in that little plaza. Dude, small world, man. Yeah. And the funny thing is, how long ago was that for you? That was when I was 16, I believe. So that was... Nine-ish? and... Sorry, I'm trying to think here. Six? Hello? Whoa, no, no. How old are you? I'm 25. I'm 95. Yeah, so that's nine years ago. Sorry, yeah, my bad. So like 11? Yeah, 2011, yeah, 2011. Dude, I was there religiously for two, from 2012 January, from 2012 January all the way to like 2012, maybe like July or August. I was there like three or four days a week. Oh, wow, really? And just before that, my sister, I think she ruptured her Achilles. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you've probably ran into my sister during that time. Oh, yeah? Because she was at that clinic also from... 2011 all the way to like the beginning of 2012 okay yeah so that's like that's when they i think that's when they kind of started around that that year right i don't don't know when they started in 2010 2011 they might have yeah i remember at that time it was a fairly fresh new clinic because there was not when i went there was not as many people yeah um because it was carlo uh uh paul yep paul there's like i think one or two ladies one of them one of them is jillian Jillian. Who used okay. to be a skater. And the other one, um, she's, I think it's Sarah. Okay. Maybe not it's, Sarah. It's, it was a while back, so I can't remember. But she was also well-versed in soccer. She knew her thing. She yeah, used, yeah, yeah. I think she was like, kind of like co-pilot with uh, Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a tight-knit group. Yeah. Do you remember Danielle that used to work there? Um, honestly, it's been a while, so. It would... Probably not. Blonde girl at, uh, she was like more of the receptionist, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her boyfriend yeah. opened up this massive, like, gym north of north of that location actually really uh, it's called the village Jim Vaughn oh I think you went to York right yeah, York? yeah yeah Luke okay, Dewart okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. small I, I world I, man yeah I know because he had the village was he started in the village at York right? yes and then yes. he moved out then he okay. branched out and made his own okay okay yeah dude no, small world man yeah small world crazy small world crazy man I, I felt bad saying uh, I had a bad experience at that are kick are they now. still there kick uh, yeah yeah kick is still there okay so Mike knows Carlo Okay. My Mike, my, my physiotherapist is now with a different clinic. He knows Carlo. Okay. Um, he's told me that Carlo is like tried to recruit him and like bring him over, but yeah, yeah. Mike's kind of like doing his own, his own thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's most more or less physiotherapist uh, goal to have open up their own kind of thing. Yeah, and I think in a time like this, especially. Yeah, yeah. You can have your own like your own practice, your own, your own practice, your own home off, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can definitely find good physiotherapists. You yeah. can definitely find bad ther- yeah. physiotherapists. You can oh, also yeah. find uh, a gem in the dark, like yeah. you would never notice. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's hit or miss with that, and it's like it's very hit and miss. And like I've had my own, I, I've been lucky to have my own access to physiotherapists provided by whoever your the team or, or whatever. You maybe like even that. through work. 
Uh, work? No. No, 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 no we don't have a <laughs> specific one. So Step would, up, man. Step yeah, up. I know. Not you. I mean them. Yeah, I know them. Um, I would go, I would try to find my own, but like, you know what a good physiotherapist or a good massage therapist is and what they pinpoint, what they, whatever, whatever they, they know. And then when you go to a different one and they're not as good, you're like, wow, what are you guys doing, man? Like, like, so what are like some of those triggers, those not good ones? Like if you walked in and they did something, what was one so thing that you would know? Thing, one thing, they would make me do a lot of exercises in okay. one of those, in one of the bad, and they would not do, so let's do, let's break it down. Like shoulder, let's say I go in for a shoulder, one of them. Okay. They would make me do a lot more exercises than a lot more- uh, Treatment maybe? Treatment, exactly. So when I when I did with Carlo and them, they would do a lot range of motion. They would get into, um, I forgot what the muscle is now. Your, my rotator cuff and like try to massage it make sure I have my range of motion and things like that yeah um, and that really helped me with my recovery um, and they would loosen up all like the ligaments and everything around there while other physiotherapists that I have what one near my house they are like they would like do 10 or 15 minutes of treatment <laughs> and then there's a okay half an hour go do your exercises I'm like I'm not paying to do my exercises like I'll yeah. do my exercises I'll, I'll do my exercises at home yeah. on my own time yeah yeah. I want your expertise and like <clears throat> your kind of like therapy right yeah yeah but yeah so I think if you get a therapist whether it be chiro physio massage massage obviously is a little more hands on because they have to be yeah but I think if you and I've had so many bad experiences with them before I think if you have a therapist that is you're there to visit them on their time, yet they ask you to work out in front of them or do exercises while they go treat other people. Yeah. I think that's a big sign to just stay yeah. stay far, far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. think you can do the work. Like, your appointment, let's call it as 60 bucks every subsequent appointment, or if you get it for free, even better. Yeah. But at $60, I'm not going there to work out and do, like, yeah. basic standing training on my, like, my legs. I always had leg issues. Yeah. So I'm not going to do, you know... 20 minutes of a standing workout and then do 10 minutes of treatment for 60 yeah. bucks. Yeah, like, it's, it's not worth it. The no. only way, like the only part where you're supposed to work out is doing the exercises once to make heat and your, your therapist should be looking at you and making sure you're doing it. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing it right, you correct them and you make sure they do it the way they are and then that's it. Yeah. That should be like, what, five, 10 minutes of the session, but that's it. Not like doing reps and reps and reps. <clears throat> I'd say even if your physiotherapist or your therapist at all leaves you, it's probably a really bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a bad sign. And I hate to say it, I don't want to shit on some people, but I had a lot of people leave me when I was at kick and I just, I couldn't do yeah, that. I couldn't do bad. it. I think because they would try to like, like schedule so many appointments in, in one, in one setting. Yeah. Which would suck because like, the, the patient doesn't get as much um, attention, uh, attention as much care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know at that time, that was probably like the budding physiotherapy place at the time. That's probably why I went there at the time. Yeah. yeah. My sister had a really good experience, but what I did notice was it was like a rotating clock of like patients and clients okay. coming yeah, in, yeah. which is good for the business. But at the same time, like you as a person. Yeah depending on your goal if you're a soccer player I was a baseball player like yeah. if your goal is to get on the field like make sure you find a therapist that gets you back on the field exactly and that kind of business is you want your customer to come back right mm -hmm. you don't want them to have, have a bad experience it's not like a retail store where they keep bringing product the product is you 
and yeah. you need to uh, you need to showcase it. And if they don't like it, they're not going to come back. I run into this argument with my massage therapist all the time. Yeah. Um, at the end of the year, so right now we're almost October. Um, at the end of the year, a lot of people just have so many benefits left over that they haven't touched. <laughs> Why, you, you get this experience no, all the time? No, I know, oh, okay. I know, I know for a fact because my parents do the same thing. Oh, I can't stand you guys, man. The fa- my family does the same thing. I, I know. Like, I, I make sure <laughs> I have, because um, I know what my, my benefits max is. Okay. And I make sure I have a massage every couple of months and a, and the Cairo, like, mix in there somewhat. Yeah. But I don't wait until the end because I know December, uh, November is the worst time. December specifically is the worst. December time. is the worst. Yeah, because everyone's trying to pack in everything and trying to do like four massages in a week. Just try to use it all <laughs> up. My uh, my RMT. So I only see her if I have an issue. I'll probably see her only three times in like a six week window, maybe a five week window. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to get her to get me early get me midway and then see me off if that kind of makes sense yeah yeah so um every time i always have an issue it's typically around like this time maybe october november um last year i was playing a lot of basketball so like my legs got like torched yeah so i would see her quite often but anytime i tried to get an appointment after like november Mm -hmm. like no chance yeah no chance absolutely no chance but i got i knew that i expected that yeah but i can't stand all you people that like save all your uh, benefits right to the end of the year i know it's and just max it out it's tough (laughs) i don't i don't i don't i used when i first got this job i that's what i did but now i i I learned my uh, mistake i'm like let me just plan it ahead (laughs) make sure i can do it so when i go for massage it's not it's more just to focus on the points that I have a hard time kind of stretching out or try to roll out yeah and I want them to focus that um, mostly that's my hamstrings um, I try to do as much rolling as I can but there are some points of like the top of my hamstring where I can't get it mm-hmm. just where the glute uh, finishes and the hamstring starts it's a very uh, sensitive spot so I get my my car I'm sorry my, my therapist, to get in there yeah to get in there and just do it yeah cool um have you ever tried any specific techniques have they done anything weird massage therapy wise art Uh, have you ever tried cupping i've i've been looking into cupping i want to try cupping (laughs) so good yeah so good man but like what cupping do you do back like on your back so i did cupping on my calf calf on a couple times um basically i don't wanna i'm not gonna brag here man but i've got some calves on me yeah so uh do you know about the whole like the whole spiel with fascia yeah. Yeah. So basically, I have a lot of fascia problems on my calves. Okay. So it definitely does help. I haven't done it with my back. Okay. Um, but I'm a severe stomach sleeper. Yeah. So like, I will not like sleep on my side. I don't like sleeping on my back. It's like all stomach. Yeah. So when I'm sleeping on my stomach, like I'm always like this. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm always like that, like my necks, my shoulders, like everything kind of gets tight. Yeah. So um, that's not really great for cupping. Okay. But. Uh, if you ever get the chance to get some cupping work in, yeah. if you want to just do it light, have you ever seen there's the oil cupping and there's also like the heat cupping? I see, I've seen the heat cupping before. I haven't seen the oil one. The oil one's the, the lightest version ever, but it's okay. basically like a lubricant and an oil they put on your skin mm-hmm. and yeah. they just pull the fascia up with the cup. Ah, okay, okay. It's the simplest one ever, Okay. but if you get the heat one, uh, good luck, man. That shit looks painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit looks it. painful. I, I've, never, I've never tried it before. I've, I've been wanting to, uh, to Have you seen before. a video of it? I haven't seen a, I've seen pictures or like stuff like oh. videos of it. 
guy. It looks, it looks weird, like after the fact. Like not only after the fact, it looks fucking disgusting during the fact. <laughs> it's like it's a suction cup, obviously. Yeah. But as the heat and as it like starts pulling the skin and pulling, like you can see your skin like pulling up. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's so, but gross. like you did it, it, it. Like how? What's like the feeling compared to like pain? No, <laughs> no. My pain. Well, my threshold for pain is pretty high, so I'm okay. Oh, I'm open to like doing it. But, yeah. Like, the after fact of like compared to like massage um, therapy. Compared to the two, I think you need a happy blend of everything. Okay. So I don't think you can solely depend on cupping. I think you can do cupping, but you have to do it with massaging. With massage therapy, with okay. ART, ART okay. on big on active release. Okay. Um, I think you have to blend it all in. Like okay. I don't think you can be married to like one type so, of. So when treatment. you went, you did it all together. Like you did. Yeah. Cupping, you did active release, and also um, massage. Yeah. And um, that's what I've heard. Like you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to do it all together. But I was wondering if maybe you just did it one, like just the cupping, and then like that's it. No, the sexy thing for a lot of people to do is because they see the spot and like, oh, I need to get cupping done, yeah. but they don't know really know what it does. Yeah. Uh, I think it. I think when it comes to like even workouts, like yeah. it's all about that natural balance of like don't fall all in love with one technique and one treatment. Yeah. Like make it a variety like mix it up yeah you know get some acupuncture in and maybe do some active release therapy like do some grastin which is the same as basically Mm -hmm. uh art but like i don't know work a soft tissue massage like like you just gotta mix it up a little bit and it's kind of like changing your body changing like it's it's not just preparing it to do the same thing over and over again you're like trying to mix it up so that it adapts to it yeah so it's not a consistent thing so you're like your body is like knows the different kind of feeling knows the different feeling but it's also learning new things as well too okay yeah yeah yeah. so i I think if you get a happy balance of like cupping plus everything else getting a massage and getting an adjustment like that's a very healthy way to get it done maybe i'll look into that and see if like my my therapist she like pitched it to me like well she pitched it to me because she was learning it in school Mm -hmm. and she's gonna incorporate it nice i have not asked her yet has she has she offered to Go just she, she offered to it but she she doesn't want to do it until she's done the course so I think she's finished the course already because nice. this was pre-COVID um, so we'll see I'm going to ask her just so I can see what uh, what it feels like have you gone back to any of those therapists post-COVID has yes. it changed yes has uh, it changed or is it more or less the same I know the treatment see, you can't really get hands off lady I go to she's really good pre-COVID now she's she's a health freak so she uses her her gloves when she's doing it <laughs> different feeling man i'm like that's that seems so nasty man i can't man it was like like it's still it's she still puts like cream and stuff like i can feel it's not the The glove is like like folding on the fingers and i'm like i don't want to tell her but like because it's it's covid right like everyone did is is dealing with it differently you know just tell her to wash your hands yeah that's what i was i was was the first time i've already gone with back to her once after covid okay so we'll see how it maybe she's a little bit opened up to it who knows my uh my physio now is he's he's right he's regular he's wearing gloves but like whatever he's it's not like he's giving me a full body massage so it's fine yeah um i haven't gone back to see my massage therapist but i'm kind of scared now because if you said she's gonna wear gloves it depends on the person right? i'm not down yeah i'm not down if she's wearing gloves yeah it's it's a different thing it didn't i was not satisfied (laughs) so um, anything else you work into your recovery? I know this is a, kind of a big topic, but I think it's important because a lot of people, mm-hmm. 
they either go to the gym, they either go running. Mm-hmm. They don't ever, ever think about how they're going to be able to do this the next I think, day. I think recovery is important more, more or less um, compared to actually working out, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Now, even, even before too, right? Because if you want to progress in what, where you want to be or like what you want to do in a, as a goal recovery is a big thing compared to just working working out what the goal is yeah yeah exactly because if let's say you get hurt and because you never stretched or recovered your muscle takes three times as long to recover and you all that downtime is lost because you could have just stretched yeah right so i think it's a big thing i've i've taken into account more more or less after uh after my whole soccer thing yeah but yeah do you have like a like a personal mantra that you follow when it comes to like stretching recovery um, something no. that you would advise other people to also do as well when it comes uh, to mix recovery. It up is a big one um don't just keep doing the four or five stretches that you do yeah try to do a lot more um sometimes i focus on my hamstrings and my quad sometimes i didn't do my uh hip flexors some days um i do my back like i try to mix it up as much as i can yeah just so i can stretch every every uh, part of my body just so it's different right yeah but yeah like i think recovery is is, is important before and after um but yeah mix it up try to either stretch or roll i think rolling is great yeah it's uh do you ever try those guns by the way yes i have yeah what um, do you think i like them yeah but they're expensive <laughs> So my cousin has one, and I'm like, damn, those are good. Like they're like I did one for my for for my uh, hamstring. I'm like, damn, this is like a good alternative to. I know. To like actually going for massage, and but like. How much do you see it for? Like, like which there's so many guns out there. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah, there is. Which one did you see, or which one is your cousin of? Um, it's it's all black. It's like a drill. Like, does it look like a triangle? No, it has like it's like this. Like it, it's like this. Okay. Top, and it's like. It just, uh, it's like, it vibrates. It's got a stick, but it's got a head. Yeah. And the head is about this size. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, um, it's, it's the one on Am- I think he got it. Dude, if it's Amazon, Amazon, it's like a hundred bucks. But I think it's, <laughs> he said it was like the more expensive one. I don't know. I got it. There's definitely good ones and cheap ones on, on, on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, but it's not the, <clears throat> the one I think that he had. It was, I don't know if he got it on Amazon or somewhere else, but I know he got it online when, when COVID started. Uh, I, so Colleen came on to the podcast. We talked about guns. Yeah. We joked about going have havesies on a gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I showed her. So I bought a gun about five weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, I, I definitely one thousand percent would have given it to you to try and just see if you liked it. Yeah. But dude, uh, the gun was so phenomenal. I uh, ended up returning it because I was just I hate to say it, but I'm just like that. I can't reason one hundred and eighty dollars for a gun. For a gun, yeah, yeah. And it got. It was a great gun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um... It's hard to justify it. So hard to justify, man. Yeah. yeah. So hard to justify. But again, that Amazon gun might be good. Yeah. The one thing that I noticed was, I was told that is the cheaper guns, if you, like, want to push it into yourself and give it, some of those guns can't do it. Okay. So, like, if you want a gun that actually, like, has enough power to, like, keep pushing through... Yeah. And still give you that percussion, Mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to pay up. Okay. But if you want just the basic, like... You can get that yeah, anywhere. anywhere. You can get that from Amazon if you yeah, want to for a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. That was, that was probably one of my best purchases this yeah. year, but it was also probably my best return this yeah. year. It's, it is hard to justify it, right? <laughs> Especially like, 
I'll use it, but I probably will only use it once a week. Even though I work out three, four times. Oh a week. man, you'll use it more than oh, you yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you'll be like working at your house you... like during the day. Yeah. And you'll just like buzz your quad. <laughs> and you'll go back to do some like computer yeah, yeah, work, yeah. and then maybe buzz your like calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll use it. Trust me. You'll definitely use it. Okay. Um, the gun I bought was by uh, Trigger Therapy. Okay. And. Um, I think it was a regular price two ninety, mm-hmm. but I, I use my sport check discount, so I got uh, it for like one seventy one eighty. Okay, so it was a sport check. Okay. But even then, I couldn't trick. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't reason one hundred and seventy yeah, one hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, get one of those guns, man. Those guns are life changing. If you can find one, then and he, even if you split it with somebody, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, so oh, worth it. Um, another weird reason why I have you on the podcast is uh, so we were closed for COVID at National for a while. We came back to the store, and I remember this weird little half week we had. We reopened, I think it was on like a Wednesday. Yeah. We did um, curbside pickup, if you remember. Yeah. So I asked a couple of you guys, hey, do you guys want to come back to work? And uh, because it was COVID, we had no idea what we were doing. We had five people in the store at a time. Mm-hmm. So it was like maybe you, Christina, like, sit, I don't know. We had to go five people yeah, yeah. one day, five people the next. Like, it was a rotation of five people. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time where we were not taking calls we were not taking orders we're all just kind of chilling hanging out you know talking about like covid life and how everything was you bust out like your container of food didn't get upset with you i wasn't upset with you at all because like whatever what are we doing yeah so you bust out your container of food and you're eating vegetarian yeah i was like you know what the fuck yeah and um at that time that was like maybe may i think it was in may when it reopened yeah um, at that time, I was about, like, two months in on being, like, plant-based. Yeah. I have since kind of, like, slightly jumped off the bandwagon. Yeah. But maybe talk about some of your experiences, why you were eating plant-based. I know you told me at that time. It's probably... I don't know if you're still going plant-based. Uh, if I'm not, not going. I'm experimenting with it, basically. Okay. So talk um, about, like, that time, what you were thinking, like, how you're going to, like... What you found in nutrition at that time. Okay. So I have that coworker that I was talking to you about who I, who I play volleyball with and everything. That she's full vegan. Okay. And every time like we would go out for like lunch or anything, we'd, we'd get, go to vegan places and stuff like that. Um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it was, it was, <laughs> when I first, I was not open to the idea because of I course. never experimented with food. But it's food. Food I love. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm open to any kind of food. I, there's no kind of foods that I won't eat. Okay. Uh, I'm open to anything. Uh, I'm not a really picky eater. So I we started eating it and stuff like that. So slowly, slowly. And then I started playing volleyball with her and stuff like that. And I started working out as well on my own time. And there was this one day where I ate some plant-based stuff. And I felt like I didn't feel as heavy mm-hmm. or as bloated mm-hmm. as I usually... And this was... This was like a, a, a vegan burger. Like I thought I would feel bloated. Like it's a burger compared to maybe the bun would get exactly. you something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I felt something different compared to that, and that was just one meal. Um, so I started experimenting it mostly with plant-based. Not here or there, here or there. Obviously, I'll, I'll go back to eating meat. Jump it back in back in there. But yeah, it was, it was not mostly. I was not trying to go towards it. I was just trying to do it as like. Uh, a health conscious thing but also just like as a environmental uh, thing because I have another friend as well who, who went straight vegan okay. and he plays professional soccer Okay. he did it specifically as an athlete but also because he's in the um, he studied uh, a lot of environmental stuff Okay. and he's, he said that it's very 
environmental friendly to not eat meat. It, yes, yeah. it, it would be. Yeah. It would. Not just to save the animals, but just in general. Um, he, he, he made a comment. And I started looking into it, and I was like, okay. But I, I was mostly focusing it on, on the way it made me feel, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't know if you ever felt this way, but and when I let myself go, kind of after soccer, I would. F- there were there were moments where you're satisfied, you eat, but there's other moments where you're like feeling like so sluggish and like like yeah and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when I did experiment with with vegan food and stuff like that, I I, I was able to eat an hour or two before like let's say if I would play volleyball or run or something like that. I would not get cramps or like I would not feel heavy or bloated or anything compared to when I was eating meats, meats, all that stuff. So yeah, like it's been, it's been all right. Like today I ate, I ate veggie burgers from um, Harvey's. Nice. Not too bad. Two for six? Yeah. (laughs) It was the last day, so I was like, ah, let me go for it. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. Like I don't feel as, I feel okay. Like I don't feel like sleepy and like tiredness or anything like that. So I do see a difference a little bit. Um... But yeah, it's mostly just experiment. I okay. don't see myself in the continuing continuing full time. I will experiment there here and there, just to, because I like uh, I, I like the food. And trying new things. Yeah, and trying new things and new foods and stuff like that. Okay, so now let's kind of pull it back a little bit. You went, okay. you tried plant based. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit of what you were prior. So like, what would be a normal diet for you? Okay. Uh, prior to like experimenting with plant-based okay uh, are we talking so there are two different di- like so i had a diet in season for soccer and then okay. my diet not really a diet when i was mm, like, yeah i'm not calling it, i wouldn't call it diet but like talk about like what i ate like yeah this. generally how you would eat so like would you want me you want, okay i'll tell i'll, I'll give i can even give you a scoop of me how i used to do okay so prior to going plant-based mm-hmm. every meal incorporated rice Okay. For the most part, every meal incorporated rice. Yeah. And it would typically be like a rice with a soup, rice with a stew. Um, typically, like a meat and a protein, but like with minimal vegetable. So like I was rice, you know, a protein, most likely animal. And then like not even a dark leafy green. Mm-hmm. It would be like a potato. Okay. Or like a stewed carrot. Like it wouldn't be a lettuce or a kale. It wouldn't be any of those things. But mm-hmm. like I was six or let's call it five to five and a half to six days of like a rice a protein a starchy veg Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes i would incorporate like a lettuce okay maybe but then i transitioned to slightly going into like five or six days of just plant-based so instead of having that protein piece it would be like a bean of some sorts it would be a grain of some sorts where i can get my protein like i would just substitute that meat piece completely okay so that's kind of like my diet pre yeah i was always eating for like working out and going to the gym but i would always have like restrictions and like not having a lot of bread like i was experimental like you were probably like yeah minimizing the carbs no pasta no breads yeah lean lean clean but um like were you kind of the same did you have like cultural foods that you had like staples of yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so when um i'll just go so i'll start with when i was in my soccer kind of thing i cut out all chocolates like all sweet <laughs> chocolates everything yeah that was the killer yeah uh i would try to do very minimal carbs 
Um, if it was carbs, it was before a game, like a game day meal. Basically. And would you keep it like more of a simple carb? Yeah, like pasta, like, pasta, okay. bread and chicken, stuff like that. A little more complex then. Yeah. Okay. Um, but usually it's rice, chicken, and some well, plate of veggies. It's usually either green beans or uh, broccoli. Okay. Um, other than that, it would mix up either chicken or even like uh, ground beef. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll mix into that. Um, and you would have it five, six days a week, maybe even yeah, seven? Five, five, six days a week. Um, seven, yeah. I always leave that one day because that one day I guarantee I ate out somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, think, like, yeah, so it, 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 it's mixing. Because, like, sometimes my mom makes some, some Indian traditional dish where it's like it's curry, basically. And okay. That stuff is like fire like yeah it'll burn the inside not like for me it's fine but like for others it'll burn the inside basically yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll have that on occasion um but that was then uh now um it would be the same thing rice um some kind of meat either chicken or ground beef and if there is vegetable out there i would eat it but now it's like very minimal yeah um i would try to now i try to just instead of a whole meal like my lunch would be like a salad basically okay um i'm not a big breakfast eater cool like me neither uh for like during work days i don't really eat uh i i'll wake up drink a cup of coffee and i'm fine then i'll eat my it'll be like a very early lunch like 12 one o'clock because i want to have that uh in between time i finish work at four so i want to have these three three hours in between my uh, workout and when I last ate. So I'll eat something big at between 12 and 1. Okay. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, 4 o'clock, I finish my work, go work out, um, come back from my workout. Um, I'll either drink a protein shake. Post. Um, post, yeah. Um, or just go straight into uh, something protein, like either chicken. Um, I've tried not to eat carbs with that, so I'll either do chicken or and uh, vegetables, and that's it. Okay. Um, I had a very strict diet when I was playing. I wouldn't eat anything past seven or eight o'clock um, because I was told from a from a fitness person that late night snacking or eating it's the worst for you. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst for you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I put myself like stop eating around seven eight, and then two hours whatever and then sleep at around 10 11 o'clock okay now it's it's stopped a little bit like i'll eat nine if i have to yeah you're not on like a soccer schedule exactly right so i'll eat late um then that's basically it for okay yeah so now i'm gonna fast forward because now i know a little bit of your background so now when you tried going Mm plant-based how did that change from when you ate and like when you actually worked out so you said about like if you wanted to eat at like one o'clock and two o'clock so you had a three hour clear out break before you ran yeah so then how quickly would you eat afterwards and then what would be like a go-to like good protein meal to like recover your muscles Mm -hmm. that was more plant-based usually um yeah like like i said i didn't have a so if i were to eat something plant-based i would eat it either two or one hours beforehand Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have that that need of that recovery of digestions and everything like that. Yeah. Because it's not. It's past. It's past. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's fine. Um, usually um, after the workout, I would eat um, something with quinoa, something plant based. Nice. So quinoa with either 
so I bought these like kind of like it's it's like burger patties, but it's like plant based burger patties. Nice. I would just fry it basically, and then have that with my quinoa, and then cool. Add some hot sauce. I, I'm a big like hot sauce person. Need so <laughs> the add, heat. Yeah, I'll always nice. add hot sauce. It's 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 it's. I grew up with it, right? I was I grew up with all that that uh, curry food and all that. Stuff. <laughs> so I like my I like my hot sauce. Nice. So I would add that, and then that would be my meal. Did you have so? What were some staples protein wise that you found were plant based that you just like had to incorporate? So quinoa is probably one of them. Yeah. Um, what was that it's like? It was like a burger, like a quinoa burger, yeah, so or was it something else? I either have a Beyond a Beyond Meat burger nice. one, or nice. it was uh, there's this one I forgot what it's called, but it's all bean burger. Yeah. An all bean burger. Yeah. So I'll have, but it's uh, sorry, an all bean meat basically. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not really a burger, but it's a meat. Is it a meat or it's bean? It's beans. Like it's bean, but it's in form like a meat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. It looks like meat, but it's actually plant-based. There's basically patties that they use using black beans and brown yeah, beans yeah. or like a pinto bean. Yeah. And they'll like mix it up with um, some coconut and also some coconut oil to give it like that texture. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that I, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Like a lot of people don't have the tongue for that vegan stuff or the plant-based stuff but like I, I liked it it was I, I could taste the difference yes you can definitely taste the difference you can definitely taste it but it's tolerable right like <laughs> I liked I liked it like that, that's why I had the hot sauce basically yeah, to, to yeah. Add, add a little bit but I think it comes down to the person though because I know people that have done it for let's call it environmental reasons or you know animal health reasons um, have you noticed any performance benefits out of it would you say the only thing i would say are they not that, feeling sluggish yeah that's the only thing i would not feel as sluggish um or heavy compared to if i would eat like something heavy like a ground beef meal or yeah, something sorry exactly. it's yeah. it's a difference i would say it's a difference compared to um because I've, I've i've experienced eating meat and having not as much of a recovery time and then just going and just not playing soccer but like doing Anything. something active yeah you would feel that cramp or you feel something <laughs> yeah and you just don't you don't feel as but it's different with with plant-based in my opinion i think it's difficult to describe if to a lot of people that have not really tried it yeah uh i've gone on and then i came off of it so right now i'm off of it um i 100 percent totally agree that you feel it's so difficult to describe, but you definitely feel cleaner. Yeah. Like, you feel a little bit more pure. I felt a little more sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since incorporated meat now. I'm probably about three and a half, maybe four weeks in now of just getting, like, meats back, like, yeah. fully in. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay? Yeah, it's probably okay. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I definitely don't feel as, like, pure and as yeah. clean as I felt before yeah it's it's hard to make the move over it's you it's a big you'd be have to be very disciplined to <laughs> not go back to me um, i think it comes down to the reason too yeah like if someone's trying to like completely lean out and doesn't want that excess fat in like a ground beef yeah like sure you can always get extra lean ground beef or you can just like cut out meats as a whole yeah and yeah, just yeah. go plant-based yeah there's a, a thousand percent of benefit. I can't describe what it's like. I yeah, don't have numbers to it. Yeah, it's a hard. It's it's hard to describe. I know what you mean. Like it's, you can't pinpoint it and describe like how, it, it the changes. Yeah, like even for me specifically, um, I've completely gone. I don't know if you do. You drink whey shakes, like whey isolate. Uh no. For your protein shake, do you nothing? No. Do you have a protein shake at all? Um, I do. I have a protein powder. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was something like. Oh, but is it weight? Um, no, it's not. I I used to have a weight a weight one. Okay. Um, but not anymore. I forgot on what mine was called. But I I sometimes like. I'm very like hit, like not hit or miss, but experimental. I'm, it's not experimental either. It's like, uh, should I have the protein shake or even I'll just I'll have Gatorade mm-hmm. as as my recovery drink. Okay, just as a replacement, basically. I've noticed that. So I used to be long, long, long story short. I don't even know if I shared this with anybody, but I used to like flirt in the bodybuilding world. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was like, get your whey protein, like increase your weight, increase the protein, like get a, a pound of protein per body weight. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Yeah. And it's way too much first off, but second off the quality of protein coming in, like whey is, it is a protein, yeah. but it's not a, it's not a great quality protein. Yeah. Um, so now I'm on a, a Vega sport protein, Okay. but it's mostly pea protein cocoa and i think it's like brown rice like those are the main protein sources Mm -hmm. like ten thousand times cleaner Mm -hmm. i feel like so much more pure okay same amount of strength but Mm -hmm. so much more pure now than i ever did with whey okay so i don't know if you ever messed around with plant-based protein uh not not plant-based i i've done i've had whey before um, I'm trying to remember now how, how it was. I probably used it as a meal replacement mm-hmm. rather than um, a recovery method. Yeah, yeah. Than a recovery method. Cool. Do you ever supplement anything else? Do you like take pre workout and all that stuff? No. No, don't mess with that. No, I don't mess with that. No. <laughs> I just the pre workout supposed to like give you a kick. Yeah, depending I, on the type of kick you want, yeah. it can definitely kick you in the ass and get going. Or I don't need a kick, in my opinion. <laughs> I just, I'm there for a reason. Why do I need a kick? Yeah. I mean, the, the kick is, uh, it's there to like increase and enhance your focus. Yeah. Um, it could also, uh, reduce the time of lactic acid actually like hitting in. Okay. So it might actually lengthen out and stretch out a specific workout. Uh, so it does have some sort of benefit as well too. I'm not trying to sell you on pre-workout, man. No, but, no, no, okay, okay. That's... But there are some benefits to yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I think it's important though to do a lot of research on which yeah. one you get. Yeah. Like creatine, is that? Does that? Uh, you know what? So uh, Big Mark. Yeah, he does. Big I... Mark fucking loves yeah, his creatine. I, I know, I know. He does. He used to that, or does he still have it? I... Oh man. So yeah. I, I remember still like bag checking him, and he still yeah. has like that big tub. Yeah. Creatine. I don't even have like it's. A big tub yeah, just as big as that foam roller. I know, I know. He's a big, he's a big creatine fan. I think he was trying to get Marcello to get into it. Oh, he already has. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he already okay. has. But uh, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't a massive fan of creatine. Yeah. Um, it's definitely there for muscle building. Mm-hmm. But again, when it comes down to like your sport, sport is not about building the largest muscle. Yeah. Sport is about like making a muscle explosive, making a muscle more functional. Yeah. And building a large muscle doesn't mean it's functional. Yeah. Building a large muscle is just cosmetic. It's like it's not. Yeah, it's just for your pride and ego yeah, exactly. at that point. So exactly. uh, I, I don't know. I didn't find creatine really a big deal. I have never tried creatine, mm-hmm. but uh, I know that some of the pre-workouts that you can get definitely have some creatine in it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, don't supplement otherwise. No. No. Vitamins. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing else. No. Just straight up. Yeah, everything's natural. Cool. Cool. Nothing else. Uh, um, would you make an, an advisement or how would you, what would you advise to somebody that wanted to try plant-based? I know it's a difficult jump to, to make that leap. Yeah. Um, how would you advise someone that wants to go plant-based? Don't try it all at once. <laughs> Obviously. I think the way you kind of did it and 
Okay, if someone needs one, so for for me, I I was not trying to go. I was experimenting with it. Okay. So I was like here or there, like two days. A meal here and yeah. there. Yeah, like you did it like once a week, and then you did it twice a week or three times, whatever, right? Yeah. I think if you want, if you experiment, sure, go ahead, see the benefits of the reaps. Um, if you really want to go plant based, you need to slowly go into it. Yeah. Like it's it's a tough ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's tougher than actually can be committed to working out, right? yeah. Because it's it's something you put into your it's something you like you put into your into your mouth and you have to like like it and all that stuff. <laughs> um, are you uh, are you big into cooking, by the way? No, not okay. as much. Like cooking in in a sense where like I would buy the pre cooked meats stuff like that and I would fry it or cook it and then okay. just have it. Nothing like dish wise. I would I would see that's that's another thing. Because I still live with my parents, like, it's hard to, like, there's already a meal there. Of course. So it's hard to, like, kind of branch out and be like, hey. I'm do your own thing? Yeah, do my own thing. My mom was, like, offended by me. <laughs> so sometimes when I had, like, make my own meals and stuff, she's like, what? My cooking is not enough for you? <laughs> so, like, it's harder when you live, like, with your parents. But, like, if you are really serious about it, first off, you got to, like, be on your own kind of meal plan you gotta make a way you gotta make and you can't have like different distractions like that's one thing that was is hard like because i had that friend who had to go out with lunch and stuff i would be pro- more prone to eat um plant-based because mm-hmm. she was eating it i'm eating it but like let's say if i if let's say so you didn't see her for like a, a yeah, week or, or something if i was by myself and i was living by myself i would give it a, a, a go because i've had more discipline but because the people you like associate with and stuff like that it's it's harder to do basically yeah your circle i think dictates how you want to eat exactly so i think also if you want to be conscious about like wanting to be plant-based mm-hmm. it's not saying that you can't hang around the people that eat meat yeah but you need to also incorporate hanging around people that are like with like-minded intentions as you exactly because if they don't value you know a plant-based diet as much as you would then yeah. like you're not going to value it nearly as much exactly. as anyone would yeah and then you're gonna fall off back up the yeah. wagon and smell their food and be like fuck i missed that <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna want to eat that so i think if someone were one like is serious about it is slowly go but also the environment is a big thing right yeah like COVID is something like you probably did it during COVID and you experimented with it and you slowly did it because you were at, not isolated, but basically isolated from different environments or not going yeah. to work every time and you can like eat it, right? Uh, I had I had a really big luxury. Yeah. And the luxury was I had obviously, I think that, well, everyone had a lot of this luxury, but everyone had a lot of time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to use my time wisely. Mm-hmm. And I say that, despite playing a couple of late nights on video games a couple of times, <laughs> but I tried to use my time wisely yeah, 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 to like yeah, say, yeah. you know, I'm going to be intentional about trying something out. Yeah. But I'm also the guy that wants to dive in and like do it the whole way. Yeah. I won't want to dive in and just try it half ass. Like yeah. I'm not going to try plant based for two out of seven days. Yeah. Like there's no point. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't really, cause you can't really see the difference. You right? can't measure that benefit. Yeah. You can't. So you can only really measure that benefit if you, I hate to say, it, but if you kind of just like go cold Turkey. Yeah. And just dive head in and just go for it. Yeah, but, it's uh, tough. It's tough. There's a lot it, of factors. It, it depends on the person too, right? And and their, um, I, I'm do I'm suggesting from my point of view, from what I think a normal person would do it. Like, yeah. And you said you like to dive head on. Yeah. Onto right. So it depends on the person, right? Of course. And, what, and how and how they uh, tackle different uh, a new 
opportunity or a new kind of new task. stimulus and new exactly. goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I can tell you there was a lot of meals that I didn't like, but at the same time, it comes down to what you want out of it. Like if you want, you know, better health. If you want to feel stronger. If you want, you know, I hate to say it, but if you want less swelling and less yeah. inflammation. <laughs> Should probably go a little more yeah, plant-based yeah. but i i've definitely noticed now like i've been back on meats for like three or four weeks that mm-hmm. i'm a little more sluggish you know mm-hmm. like there's a little more lag there's a little more sluggish to it yeah, feel yeah, strong yeah but it's just that little, little part. It's that like little yeah. edge you just don't yeah. feel as sharp yeah, you don't feel as that's that's a good word sharp you don't feel as sharp yeah yeah um do you miss it i know you've uh, kind of kind of gone back the other way do you really miss it or not really um like go like plant-based yeah um i know you'll kind of dabble in and out in and out um not really not really i remember at that time you were like committed yeah i was committed you're committed that's why committed yeah um no i'm not (laughs) as much i love food man did your parents how much hell did your parents give you for like trying to like make new they, food they, they, they were like oh you want to cook for yourself why haven't you moved out yet then? why haven't you uh, he looks like you want to be uh, living on your own you'll be a new man yeah, yeah yeah it's just one of those things that you just try out it's like one of those like things like in high school where you're like oh let me try to be gothic for like a week and oh, see. oh oh that's that's a whole different <laughs> story man yeah. that's a whole different story <laughs> no but i'm just saying it's something you try just to kind of see how it is of course but no yeah i wouldn't go back it's i think i would miss meat a lot cool uh, but yeah but the funny thing is i would um so i live with my father right now yeah and um the cooking the second meal was never the issue even when my my mom was around at the time like always cooking like what i wanted for myself was never the issue yeah but you always felt the pressure because they had the delicious cultural meal that you had that mm-hmm. like was there ready for you piping hot yeah with like hot rice and like that was hot as well and you're like i can smell it it smells like my childhood i want to eat it yeah but then here you are eating like your own like yeah, stale absolutely. chicken with yeah, like yeah, broccoli yeah, yeah. it's it's tough man it's tough it's tough yeah it's tough but uh you know what I, I i think as you get older um you get into your own circumstances based on your own health. Like you're gonna have to make decisions, obviously, yeah, on your own that will like suit you. Yeah. And don't be afraid to like commit to it. Obviously, yeah, right? Of course, yeah. I'm always open to go back to it. So I don't. <laughs> I'm not regretting. I'm not missing it, but yeah. I'm not. I'm open to move, like once I do move out, and I'm open to going back and seeing how it how it is. Yeah. Too. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I think we talked about like health, exercise, fitness, nutrition. Um, do you have an overall perspective as to like how you encompass like health for yourself now? So you're like, you're 25 years old, 25? Yeah, 25. You're 25 years old now. Yeah. So how do you view health like now moving forward? Cause again, you've kind of moved out of like the competitive world of soccer. Yeah. You've now gotten a full-time job. Um, like how do you view health now? Now that you're out of soccer. Um, now it's more or less like I, th- I, th- I believe it is important, not just um, being fit and working out, but also to keep a healthy, a healthy body, but also a healthy mind as well. I yeah. think working out and, and doing all that stuff helps with the, uh, with the mental part of everything, um, especially the emotional part too, right? Like everyone has the emotions and I always resort back to like saying, I, I don't just use working out or, or running or anything like that just for 
health reasons, I do it for mental but emotional reasons, right? Like if I have a tough day at work, it's like a really tough day, there's a lot of emotion built up. Yeah. And I can release all that emotion and mental. In 20 minutes maybe. Yeah, in like 20 minutes yeah. and I feel good after because then I know it's one day. Next day it's a new day. And I, it gives me a, a, a time to kind of reset and um, just evaluate the day. So that is, that's what I use kind of like the health aspect of it to kind of... Um, kind of boost your overall exactly. healthy like balance. Exactly. So I try to have a balance of that, but also kind of enjoying the things I like to do, to do like eat. Yeah. Do, right? Yeah. Like I, I didn't have that luxury while, while I was competitively playing. Um, I think to some degree, man, that, that just burns it too. Like... Yeah. I was in that world too where I was like so strict and you're like you know what when I'm not in that world I'm just gonna have cake every day <laughs> I'm just gonna indulge yeah, who gives yeah, a shit right yeah, yeah. it was it was it was it was so I was burnt out after like physically but also mentally man. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes a toll and the one physically was like physically I don't think I was there and why I, I kind of not given up but like moved past it but also the mental part of it i have i have like some my teammates that play professional or whatever and and i've gone gone on and to play mls or whatever um but i one moment when i knew that i was like okay i'm done with it is when i had didn't have the mental capacity to take it on yeah like even like during in in season like i would i would have bad games and i and i kind of fell off like the way not the wagon but like i i i wasn't playing as good as i as i hoped and i i think physically i was there like i was really good the mental part of it was really because as a goalie it's they they take on a responsibility a mental uh capacity more than the players in my opinion um, yeah i think the players is a little more reactionary and yeah. then the obviously the goalie has a little more time to their hands yeah but also we're the last line of defense like we never get praised basically okay for, for saving but like attack but it's or, yeah, it's on you. Yeah, it's on us, right? So there's a lot of mental um, capacity to take in. So it, at one, at some point, it took in a lot for me, and I knew I wasn't really caught. Um, what's the word? Um, We're like checked in. Yeah. Yes, uh, at some points, but I think my mental uh, capacity kind of ran out for it. I, I was not ready because. A lot of things go through your head when it's like uh, when you're playing, mm-hmm. and um, the one thing that went, really went through through my mind is I don't want to let my teammates down. Yeah, yeah. And that was one thing that was that was really heavily on my mind, which affected my game. So then I, I it came to a point in my life where I just was like, okay, maybe I'm not cut out for it. So I, I just took a break. It felt good. I, I was able to reset, and now I use that in my everyday life. Like every day, I take it on as a new challenge where I was like. Okay, do my do my work, do my workouts, and then reset for the day. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a big thing that a lot of athletes today, whether you're an athlete or going to the gym, I think that's a big thing that a lot of people um, completely ignore is just the mental state of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, were there any things that you did even during soccer or even like currently now that just help you like mentally, like close the door, start from scratch? Like, is there something that helps you mentally refresh? Um, and, like, just get you back into another level of focus? I think um, just pretending every workout is, like, a new game. 
or yeah. your training session. Yeah. And just think, okay, everything, everything in my life, what's going on can go out the door. Right now it's just me, myself, my music, and just- My body. Yeah, my body and just focusing on either getting through this rep or getting through this kilometer. And we just go, go, go. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things going through my mind at that moment. That's what I try. I try to train my mind to kind of like shut everything else out. Because if you have a lot of stuff going through your mind, you're not focusing on what you're doing. No. You're not focusing on running. You're not focusing on your set. Then everything that's going on, then you're not doing it properly, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like once once I start working out, like it's 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 like game like game time for me, right? Yeah. Same same concept if I was playing a soccer game. Um, I think maybe for you, just working out is like mentally refreshing, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it helps me focus on one thing, right? When you're like at work or something like that, there are a lot of things going on. So many yeah. parts, right? While working out, it's just you, your mind, your body. It's it's basically one whole thing. Yeah. And it's kind of refreshing because like you don't have to to focus on anything else, and you slotted that time, those two hours to work out, and nothing else is is gonna kind of um, it distract you. Like yeah. I, I work out with my phone, but I have a setting where it's like when my music's playing, like my workout music, all my notifications are like turned nice, off. Nice, nice. So I just focus on what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, a lot of people sometimes just don't have that focus. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you definitely got to be focused and, like, tuned into, like, what you're doing. Um, I can tell you a, a funny story, and this is probably the first time I'm going to share this ever <laughs> publicly. Okay. It's kind of uh, humiliating, but it is what it is. Um, I was one of those gym goers that just went to the gym, like, five, six, seven days a week and yep. just, like, tried to hammer out, like, a, like a brutal workout. Um, and I got pride out of that. Like, you would smash a workout. You did, like significant amount of box jumps you reach a new high like you felt good about yourself so I remember a long time ago not recently I remember a long time ago because this might impact some other people I know Um, I remember going to the gym and a cute girl walked in and dude I, I just remember I was doing box jumps I was like 14 steps there's a cute girl walks in I'm like it's gotta be 15 it's gotta be 16 and I went I went 16 steps. Yeah. Cute girl gets to like the back, like yeah. where I was, and they're like, I'm gonna fucking smash this. I'm gonna show her I got this, you know? So I get oh up to God. the top of the box. Yeah. And I push the box up against a wall. Yeah. It's not a box, it's like the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the steps like shook. Okay. So I got to the top, the steps shook. My legs kind of like jiggled a little bit when yeah. I was at the top. Yeah. And I just came right back down. Okay. I didn't land square on the top. Like I landed on like like a 45. Okay. So I didn't have full balance to stay up. I just, yeah. I kind of went back down. Oh, wow. So when I came back down, I hyperextended my left knee. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So I tried to play it off cool because yeah. the cute girl was there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I did it. Like, yeah. But I sat right back down because it was like, I knew I hyperextended my knee. I did some damage. Yeah. But like, you're kind of like a douchebag. You're yeah, like, right, right. I got to play this off cool. Yeah, yeah, you can't. So... I think um, that kind of taught me just focus on yeah. you yeah. because a lot of shit can yeah. happen if you're not focused on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially like, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty guilty of doing that when I was at the gym too. But yeah. I think every guy, yeah. if you're not going to admit that, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well <laughs> if I'm at the gym too. But like, coming back to your point, like, yeah, if you're not 
You're not doing it for her. You're not doing it for the other people. You're doing it for at that time. Someone. It was man. At that time you were, but like at the same time, you need to have that focus of like all what you're doing is for yourself. Yeah, th- and totally. You, and you need to focus on that rather than right. But yeah, I'm guilty of that too, man. Yeah. I think mentally checking into what you're doing is obviously super important. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think like even just on a daily basis, even if you're working every day, nine to five at home, like you still need to like mentally check into yourself and just make sure Mm -hmm. like you're living in the moment. You're there in the present time and you're like aware of like what you're doing and how you feel. Yeah. So just be conscious of who you are, how you feel and don't be afraid to admit how you feel. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, yeah, I think mental is a big part of like not just working out, but like anything you do, right? Like, uh, one thing that I wish I I had when I was playing competitively, or like when I started to play competitively, is like the mental training. I felt like I didn't have that mental focus. Yeah. That I that I think back now should have, and I think I could have gotten a little bit better at what I what I did, and then I would be more focused on the goal at hand, and I would be a little bit better. But then you you learn those things right now. Yeah. And you can retrain yourself to do what you're doing right now. I think it's important what you're doing is you're coaching another generation of kids. Yeah, exactly. So you have that ability to understand what you didn't do at that time, but now you're going to try to train into these kids and instill into these yeah. kids yeah. that, hey, I learned this when I was, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. Like, don't do this right now. Like, Don't do this. Yeah. It's it's a whole new game. Like, yeah. I think mental part, part of like anything, like sports, working out is a big thing. Um because if you're not mentally there, what you're just going through the motions, basically. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. Not doing something progressively good. Yeah. And I think on what's also important is you're giving back to the next generation of kids that are going to come up. Yeah. Um, I kind of do miss coaching because again, you kind of miss that interaction of like being in the sport, mm-hmm. kind of showing those kids like, oh, if you maybe try this, you might be able to like, I don't know what it's like for soccer, but for mm-hmm. like coaching basketball, it was like develop this crossover so that you can get rid of your defender Mm -hmm. and like just seeing the kid kind of like develop and like move it from his right hand to his left hand and seeing him like get that enjoyment enjoyment, there's so much much good out of it rewarding too right like i try to break it up into different things and like if they do something that we trained on into the scrimmage then i'm happy because they learned something from that script from that training session yeah that i had built up into the game and it's like okay, they're actually learning or they're actually listening, um, and trying to progress themselves. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. This is your first year coaching. Uh, no, this is my sixth year. Sixth coaching, year. Okay. But this is my first year coaching of your own my, team. Of my own team. Yeah, I yeah. did a lot of development, um, house league stuff. So it's just basically people coming in, uh, working on their skills and everything, but they're not part of a team. Yeah. So it's like, whatever, filtering in and out. But now I have my team. I we're going we practice and we play games. Well, right now we're not playing games because oh, Ontario soccer hasn't authorized it yet. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys doing rogue games? Have you heard about this now? What's that? So not necessarily in soccer. I've heard that they're doing this in like baseball and so far a lot in baseball, but they're calling it the rogue games because no game is sanctioned right now. Yep. But let's say I'm the coach of, you know, Maple Baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you of Mississauga Baseball and say, hey, yeah. let's uh, let's meet at this field and let's have a, let's have a scrimmage. Yeah. It's, it's rogue. Yeah. It's not, a, yeah. it's not sanctioned it's not whatsoever. Sanctioned. There's and no permits yeah. for the field. And then the, the ref, I mean, the umpire will be probably Coached. one of the coaches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I, I've seen the older age groups do that. Um, the younger age groups, I don't think, like for me personally, I don't want my boys playing right now because they've been off soccer for five months. 
and they're not at the level that I want them to be to be, to be able to play. Yeah. We need to. It's it's like essentially starting from scratch because a lot of the kids they took this whole time off. Yeah, whole time off to either play video games and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. Like soccer is a continuous like sport, right? Throughout the year, and that whole five months off, if they're just running around and not doing anything, or just playing in video games at home, most likely, there has to be. It's basically starting from scratch. Yeah. Not really. Like they're still like they're still playing, but like they're still young and active, but they're yeah. not like like you said. There's game ready and there's like healthy ready. Exactly right. So I don't think my 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 boys are are there yet. So I want them to get them get them there before I just throw them in there. Yeah. Because I don't want to throw them in there and we get smashed like nine nothing. Like I, I don't believe. Like, you don't want to teach those lessons of like you know being humble. And, and I mean those are still important lessons yeah. to teach those kids. Yeah. To be humble, enjoy the game, sportsmanship, don't yeah. be rude. Like you still yeah, want to yeah. instill those skills. Exactly. But you want them to have fun winning. Exactly. I want them to be ready for whatever comes. Like I don't. I play the game for so long, so I know exactly when they will be ready to play an actual game. Yeah. So I don't want to push them into there because like it's also I'm I'm, I'm kind of like looking at the mental side because if they get smashed and nothing it's very demoralizing at, oh, eight, yeah. at eight years old. Yeah. And I don't want them to quit. Like I rather get them ready and even if we lose one nothing or two nothing I'm okay with that. Yeah. You just don't want to lose. You want them to lose exactly. five games in a row yeah. of like seven nothing. <laughs> exactly right. And then all so. of a sudden, you know, you had fourteen kids to start the year, and now you're down to like exactly twelve. Yeah, I don't want them to not love the game of soccer just because of one game. Right? Yeah. So it's a progression thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think coaching is absolutely important. Good luck with the kids. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I know it's still really early, but do you intend on keeping with this team uh, down the line, yes, or like what's your what's yeah. your goal so, so far? I want to keep them until. Oh, as long as I can, I can until they're cool. like going off to college or university and then I'll restart from back I think that's the main thing um, you would want to have like a, a team when they were young and then build them up until they go off to college nice so yeah I, I hope to do that nice. I'm also getting some licensing done as well cool so it's in the works good luck man Thanks. good luck thank you good luck uh, do you have any questions about the podcast uh, no. so far uh, everything's alright um anything you want to ask me anything else anything else it's mostly it man yeah it's mostly it just trying to get into like the daily life of everybody and um we all kind of live a separate life yeah um a lot of the times nowadays we just don't generally have the time to connect whether that be you know manager to employee yeah. um but just person to person right? person to person yeah, yeah. like but sometimes we, yeah, yeah. The, the most amount of connection you can ever have with somebody is yeah. sometimes through text yeah but I think what always gets lost in those texts is, you know, how that person got there. Yeah. You know, some of the lessons that they, or some of the things that they tried to like better themselves, mm -hmm. some of the struggles that they encountered when they were trying to better themselves and like what they got out of it. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody's gonna be um, a soccer coach, not everyone's gonna be a basketball coach, but the goal out of this is to like have a listener listen to like, maybe not the full episode maybe parts of the episode but also walk away with something that's important to them that they can experiment in their lives to mm -hmm. better their lives as well yeah it's something that they maybe never never knew about yeah fitness or mental or something like that yeah so like as an example it sounds kind of weird but you work from home yep. for the most part 90 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent right now 100 percent right now well yeah. covid times COVID times yeah last so, five six months <laughs> yeah it's been 100 so let's say you work from home 100 percent. yeah but you know now that you do a lot of running 
Yep. But maybe because of, let's say, like your posture at home, like you're generally maybe stationed at a desk, you try to like walk around. Yeah. Maybe that's potentially causing like some glute and like hamstring tightness because you're in that same position all the time. Yep. No, that, it's true because even my, my uh, therapist has been saying that, yeah, it's probably why you have lower back or glutes or hamstrings. Um, it's, it's like an issue. Not an issue, but like it's hurting you more because you're always sitting down. Because I, I catch myself either four or five if i'm into like a report or a project i catch myself in there five hours like just like typing in like just on the computer going like this yeah and you're not really like moving your back you're just doing like this kind of motion yeah and then when you get up you can feel the the cartilages in your knees and then your back <laughs> you're like oh my god but you get up and you're like oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna take you like 10 seconds to like loosen up and exactly, walk exactly yeah. that's why i like running after before. <laughs> makes sense yeah, makes sense instead of like in the morning it's because as if it's almost as if oh, again you're working from home you're like you're locked in that position yeah. so someone hopefully listening to this someone that's like having a similar lifestyle in their yeah. work right now yeah get outside and run like yeah. even if you just don't run even if you don't do 5k for like you know three five or four minute intervals mm-hmm. like just get outside go for a walk do 15 walk. minutes yeah just get a read that it's running and walking is like it's basically a full body workout right yeah so it's good to like move and get those ligaments and get those muscles activated yeah. get your tendons going get some sweat out and honestly just release some stress because let's yeah. face it like during this time whether it's work or whether it's covid or whether you're like trying to go get groceries like there's nothing really yeah. easy now it's yeah. everything's stressful yeah yeah it's, it's a different uh time and age it's a different time and age but i think people there's there's chances to cope with it and you can cope with it through it's food it's like what we were talking about before like it's a, it's a new environment new norm for us right it's good it's a good thing to kind of like change uh our habits yeah basically totally good way to change your habits but at the same time you know what not everyone's going to do everything I do. Not everyone's going to do everything you do. But maybe someone walks away with one thing that we do each. Yeah, exactly. And better their lifestyle through it. Why not, right? So that's why we're here, man. That's good. That's why we're here. All right. Any questions? No. I no? Covered all the bases. Cool. You are ready for part two? You know what part two is, obviously. Yeah. Kombucha. kombucha. Yeah, man. Okay. Kombucha. I've never tried it before. Seriously? Yeah. First time ever? Oh, man. Yeah. See, this is what I feel like when I get up all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Are you afraid of this? Oh, what, the kombucha? Yeah. No, I'm actually excited to kind of try it. To get your first taste? Now that I've watched a couple, I was going to go try it, but I'm like, let me let me do it. Let me be a first-time trier on your show. <laughs> so do you have any questions about kombucha, what it is, um, before we dive into it? No. It's pretty simple? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's, it's plant-based, right? Um, yes, it is definitely plant-based. There's yeah. no meats or anything. It's uh, it's definitely plant-based. Okay. Uh, I picked a specific flavor for you. Okay. Um... Okay, so any questions about it before I whip it out? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. You're pretty cool with it? Yeah, pretty cool. All right, so uh, I picked... Oh, man, this is going to be a tough one for you, man. I picked turmeric ginger okay. with apple cider vinegar. It's by okay. Kavita. Okay. It's an interesting bottle. Uh, interesting kombucha before. I've had this before. Okay. If you want to take a browse at it, take a look at the bottle. If you have any questions about it, let me know. I'm not I like... I really like ginger. Good. Um, I always have it at the end of, I have lemon and ginger at the end of my day. Nice. Just to, you know, I, I just like, uh, my mom got me into it, but I'm okay with it. Have you heard, uh, any of the benefits of turmeric, cumin, any of those things? No. So turmeric, um, curcumin is a small agent that's in turmeric. Yeah. Basically it it will enhance or reduce the amount of inflammation that your body can have. 
Okay. Uh, so can apple cider vinegar. So it's a very, very powerful drink. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. How do you react to caffeine, man? Do you, what do you mean? Like, so let's say you have a cup of coffee. Are yeah. you like wired and good to go? Not, yeah. Like I'm pretty... I'm scared for this. I'm pretty, like, it doesn't give me like a... Like, I like coffee. Like I, I drink, I can drink two, three cups a day. Okay. So I'm like... Will you go to sleep if you had coffee or are you going to be up? Yeah, I'll go to sleep if I have coffee. You wouldn't... It's not going to be a problem? No. So... Kombucha does have caffeine in it. Okay. This is my first time doing a podcast at uh, like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. So, so this is going to be interesting. If okay. you can do it, no problem. If you yeah. can't do it, I totally understand, man. But okay. are you I'll down? Do no, okay. I'm down to try it. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of fearful myself. So it keeps you up, basically. It could keep you up. It's not one of those drinks. It's not like a pre-workout. It's not going to yeah. get you wired and ready to go. Yeah. But some people react to caffeine certain ways. Yeah. Um, caffeine doesn't really hit me too much. Um... But what I worry about, like myself, I'm such a, I'm such a sleep snob that I like need to make sure I'm getting my sleep. And if yeah. I'm not getting quality sleep, like I'm really pissed. My girlfriend hates me for that. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. I like my sleep too. <laughs> I like. I need to get minimum eight hours. Good. But I won't. I won't. Like if I get seven or six, I won't be like bad about. It, but I'll. Be, okay. I'll be like, I need to get extra sleep the next following. The next day. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit of a sleep snob. Uh, have I ever talked to you about this whoop thing that I have now? Yeah. Oh man, I'm such a is sleep stop. Is, is that a new? Uh, I just get a different banding like color. Oh okay. okay yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, big, big sleep snob. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I highly, highly, highly call, like focus on sleep. Yeah. This is not gonna kill me. Okay. But I just I don't know how it's gonna do. So uh, give it a sniff. Give it a t- like a sniffer before you go for it. Okay. Vinegar. It's weird, right? Yeah. You smell the vinegar? Yeah. <laughs> vinegar more than uh, the ginger. I definitely smell the apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Oh, no uh, thank you for sharing your experiences. No I know worries. it's not really easy for a lot of people to do that. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks Anytime, for man. Let me uh, talk about myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what we do. Yeah. That's so what we do. Everyone has a different experience. Yeah. Everyone has a different experience. And honestly, it's, uh, it's refreshing to hear that you would struggle with chocolate. Like, my struggle is snacks. Yeah. Like, everyone struggles. Everyone has their own vice. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But everyone has their weaknesses in there. <laughs> you could definitely push past that and yeah, get to where can. you want to get to. Yeah, definitely. There's there's always a well, there's always a way. Yeah. Right. Enjoy, man. I hope right. you like it. Thanks. It's a weird one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like it. In a bad way? No. So you have this as as what like after workout or like? So, not gonna lie, I typically have this. If I had it in a day, it's in my first three hours of waking up. Okay. It's really good for your gut. Really, really good. There's so active. First, so the first three hours of when you wake up. Yeah. Just what for a cleanse thing? It's kind of like let's call it a cleanse, just to like label it pretty simply as a cleanse. Uh, very good for gut health. There's active bacteria cultures in this drink. So it's kind of like having a yogurt. Yeah. But it will basically, I'm not going to say it's going to fully cleanse your gut, but it's yeah. really good for gut health. What do you mean like your gut, like your stomach? Yeah, your, okay, stu- okay, your okay, stomach okay, basically. Okay. There's a lot of good enzymes that will help break down food, mm-hmm. uh, increase your metabolism, just get a really good start to your yeah. body, get a, yeah. a good amount of amino acids. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't really like supplement into like vitamins, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of vitamins in this as well. It's kind of like a power drink to be honest. It tastes like a power drink. It's definitely with the apple cider vinegar. It's a power drink, man. Yeah. It's I, I like it. 
it's uh it's a weird apple cider like kind of smell yeah but uh i'm not an yeah. i'm not a vinegar person i definitely don't like vinegar but yeah. this one has can, a really can, big kick yeah you can um you can look past the vin like this <laughs> if you don't smell it and you drink it guy you can taste apple cider vinegar yeah Whew. yeah <laughs> it's not bad right yeah so you so i know you bring it to work sometime the com- yeah that that's a different brand compared to this the kavita i bring a i have a mix a big brand mix mm-hmm. this kavita band is probably my favorite they do uh, some aggressive flavors this one is as far as aggressive flavor this one's pretty aggressive okay but the other ones that i talk about that are aggressive is like pineapple peach which okay. is probably my favorite okay um they do like a tart cherry mm-hmm. those like the fruity ones are like my jam Okay. love the fruity ones but if you're trying to kombucha like the most popular one you can ever get is a ginger of some sort okay and it basically tastes like ginger ale right like okay. it's this is obviously a mix of it yeah. but it generally tastes like ginger ale okay so um, where do you usually get yours any grocery store you can generally find it at most grocery stores nowadays um I find like the budget stores are hard to find it at. So like if you're trying to go to like a no frills or a food basics, yeah, they still do have it. You just have to go dig for it. Okay. But if you go to like a Longos, a Fortinos, uh, I don't even know what other grocery stores are missing. Like a Loblaws, they all have it. You just have to, you just got to find it. Okay. Not bad. Um, usually like four or five dollars a bottle. Shoppers Drug Mart, big one that always carries it. Uh, and they always, yeah, they typically have it on sale as well too there. Okay. Not bad. What made you get into it? Um, you listened to my first podcast? I think I did. <laughs> no, the one, you didn't have any Just me. Just you, yeah. Just yeah, me, yeah. 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 So uh, I've got a, a couple of issues that I kind of deal with that are mostly gut-related. Yeah. Um, it's not a direct link to it, but a lot of it is gut-related, so I do have a lot of inflammation that I still deal with like on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I find that this helps me kind of balance it, both physically and mentally. Okay. It's not one of those, I'm not saying it's a drink that you have and you're not going to have any swelling or inflammation. Yeah. You'll definitely still have it based on what you do, but... Yeah. It, it lowers it a little bit. It gives me a cleaner start to the day. Okay. Um, to talk about like the way we were talking about like plant-based foods, this is for me kind of like thinking more plant-based and like feeling cleaner. Yeah. It's not a way that I can describe it to like really anybody because it's yeah. a way that I feel when I drink it. Okay. Um, definitely feel cleaner. Definitely feel with like more of a an open mind, like something that's more far, sharp and focused. Whereas I hate to say it, but if I didn't have it, like I just don't feel as sharp. As sharp. Okay. Um, but definitely good for my gut health. Um, a lot of good enzymes, a lot of good amino acids, good vitamins. It's okay. a power drink, man. Just yeah. love it. That's good. I've always liked carbonated drinks too. Yeah, yeah. Carbonated. Yeah. I like the carbonation uh, factor too. There's more in there, man. If you want to dig in, go ahead. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> uh, like, I like it. Like, it's good. Uh, I wouldn't so, yeah. mind trying a uh, different one as well. There's plenty of them out there. Uh, go for a dark bottle. That typically means that it's like more protected for the actual drink itself too. Okay. And uh, yeah, see. you'll find it around everywhere, man. All right. I'll, I'll take a look at that. Yeah. So again, thank you for coming to the podcast, dude. No worries, man. Thanks Any other uh, tidbits you want to throw into there uh, while we're at it? No, not really. Um, for talking health and fitness wise, I would say it's not specifically to whoever's like viewing this. It's not specifically targeted to one person, like one category, one person. Anybody can take what we were talked about, or like just do what you want to do, or what goals you want to do, right? Like any kind of 
size or whatever, anything like that. If you have a goal, you can do it. It's very attainable. Yeah. There's a you just gotta kind of stick to it and be committed to it. Is a, is is a big one. Be committed to it both physically and mentally. Yeah. He definitely touched yeah. on the mental side. Yeah. I think more than any of my other nine guests. Yeah. Or eight guests, or whatever, I think, have so far. I think before coming in, into this knowing that we're talking about fitness i think i wanted to kind of touch on that on the mental part of it because it, it, it it's a big thing right like physically you're going to do it but if you're not mentally there and if you have the you don't have the mental drive to do it you're not going to sustain it yeah you're not going to sustain it you're yeah. not going to do it and you won't see any any benefits to it right yeah. so you need to have the right mindset in order to kind of progress and do it yeah Totally agree. I think people can definitely put on a running shoe, go outside jogging for five minutes, you know, feel good about yourself and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But I think you need to be connected to that mentally yeah. and understand that, okay, I'm going to do five minutes today, but I want to do seven minutes tomorrow and I want to do nine minutes the next day. Yeah. Like just be mentally connected mentally, to what you're doing. Yeah. And have a goal and kind of stick to it and just, even if, let's say you have a goal for a week and you don't get to it, it's fine. It's totally fine. If you have a setback, you have a little yeah. bit of chocolate, man. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's nothing cool. Wrong. You just jump out, yeah. jump back on just the wagon. Keep doing you and keep uh, getting back to it. Yeah, but yeah. Check in mentally. Um, so that's kind of the way I've been ending a lot of the podcasts. Um, I want you to throw out one piece of advice that you can give to a guest or a listener that's listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. and um, how would they be able to better their health? In your opinion, just one like a little simple tip. I know we just kind of maybe just brushed on it right now, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you um, think of that one tip you want to give someone that wants to better their life right now? Um, if you're starting off or like if you want to get to a goal fitness-wise. Um, so the way I got to where I was fitness-wise while I was playing soccer is I was in a team-like environment. And once you're like getting pushed by another player who's trying to take your spot or just your teammate running, whatever, there's mm-hmm. always that competition. So if it's hard for someone to do it by themselves get go um, go not necessarily find go help but yeah have a, have, a, have a partner have a friend uh, come and work out with you or go for, go for a run for you even if they're if they're as like fitter than you or sorry fitter is not a word but physically <laughs> physically uh, stronger than you or anything like that that's okay you have someone pushing you yeah and I think the it's hard to go mentally by yourself and push yourself but if you have that team like environment or person beside you to kind of push you yeah it's it's uh it's a big benefit yeah because you want to keep at the same level as your teammate or your same level as your partner or friend yeah i think alex talked a lot about that too um i didn't share a ton with you about uh, the podcast with him but uh he shared that you know when he did individual sports he needed that like support around him yeah that's that would like help him like yeah. keep going keep going that's tough with like individual sports because i was reading like the the blurb that you were saying how he does a lot of individual stuff yeah like tennis is like tennis golf like all that is like sure you're you're competing but like in a team like when you're practicing you're only going against you yeah and that mental thing to get better is only if you play more matches against other people to kind of get better but it's it's hard you don't have that emotional and mental uh, support yeah while in a team like environment you kind of do with the, the guy teammates. next to you is trying to we're all trying to win exactly yeah so yeah it's different yeah different you'll things. you'll hear from Alex uh, and kind of what he talked about but okay. um, I think what he kind of seeked was when again you're in an individual sport, you're all alone. You yeah. need to have that, you know, support group around you. You need to have that 
core of people that you can kind of trust mm-hmm. and i guess if you if you have those people around you more often mm-hmm. and you're trying to get towards that goal you're more likely to get to that goal because you have the correct support around you yeah whereas let's say you wanted to uh lose a lot of weight mm-hmm. and you know your mom was sticking curry down your mouth and saying <laughs> that you have to eat here and you gotta eat now yeah like what are you gonna do you're gonna yeah. eat here and you're gonna eat now like yeah. um that's gonna happen right it's gonna yeah. go down yeah. <laughs> so again, having the, the the right amount of people around you, I think, is it, is super important. It's important, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool, but yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. Oh, thank again, you thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, welcome to your maybe your first podcast experience. Yeah, first podcast experience. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, never my jank little basement here, yeah. and uh, it's good to hope you enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Again, thank you for having here, or thank you for being here. And uh, again, booch is all yours if you want to have it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we'll get this episode out pretty soon, man. We didn't have all of it, yeah. No, I told you, man. There's still some there for you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Manny Project Podcast. Don't forget to download, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now listen to the Manny Project Podcast now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel at The Manny Project. And you can also visit our Instagram page for the latest updates and upcoming guests at the.manny.project. Be safe, everyone.